0: Man, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Eve, I guess that's a, a real thing. <laughs> listen to the Chick a Show. Hope you pulled that turkey out of the out of the freezer. Hope you listen to Sheena mm-hmm. Phelps and pulled that turkey out. <laughs> Got a couple big days here. It's thick chick season, big dude season. Uh, we thank you for listening and uh, welcome in. Happy holidays, everybody. We're into the uh, the best time of the year, and uh, I have uh, the lovely Sheena Phelps uh, in Virginia. What's going on, Sheena?
1: not a whole lot i did pull my my turkey out of the refrigerator this morning which is why i gave everyone else a a gentle reminder because i meant to do it yesterday but i was like oh crap i woke up this morning well i didn't really wake up you know i was already up at like 2 30 pregnancy insomnia um and got that turkey out of there but yeah there's nothing worse you don't want to wake up on like thursday morning or like midnight on wednesday night and like realize that the turkey is still in the freezer
0: oh yeah fire up the hair dryer, get that thing out.
1: <laughs> oh god uh- <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's that's a recipe for some foodborne illness <laughs> you're, you're cooking at your house this year uh yes we are we're we're doing it all big this year we're doing um says parents get here tomorrow and well the heel husband his parents get here tomorrow so we're we're doing the whole the whole freaking kit and caboodle man just like full-on thanksgiving
0: feast very nice uh lamar jackson might be the mvp but the real mvp is our own marco denton the intern what's going on marco
2: uh
0: nothing much
2: same here just uh getting ready for the uh thanksgiving festivities over here in the uh the denton household just getting the we're hosting actually this year so um it's gonna be really fun i have the uh the in-laws coming in helping out with the cooking and you know just getting ready to it up and I'm actually
0: exactly. trying to. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, That's we'll, awesome. We'll get into all of our uh, Thanksgiving plans and what we're thankful for toward the end of the show. So uh, I'm excited to talk about that. Maybe our Thanksgiving traditions, all that good stuff. Uh, we had a huge week of wrestling between TakeOver and Survivor Series. We'll get into all of that. Uh, some Black Friday deals to watch out for at Walmart and Target and Amazon. And, of course, um, our favorite uh, segment where we tell you what we bought this week, and it's uh, quite a bit of good stuff. So that's a, a pretty packed show, guys. Let's get into, uh, first, some some good housekeeping. Uh, AskChickFoley at com is where you can hit us up uh, via email. It's uh, ChickFoley on Instagram, and the show Twitter is uh, at Chick Foley Show. And we always appreciate interacting with you guys. We try to uh, post any good deals and talk wrestling with you whenever we can. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, before we get into the squared circle, we didn't touch on it last week, and I was kicking myself or right after we stopped recording. Uh, the toys that made us finally dropped after like a I don't know. Felt like it's been two years since the last season came out um, uh, on Netflix. Wanted to get both of your takes on it because it had a wrestling figure. Uh, Episode and uh, wanted mm-hmm. to see what you thought of it, Sheena
1: i thought it was good i thought i thought for the time allotted i mean when you when you think about the the history of wrestling and um just how much like, it ties into like the toys and the figures and like all of the figures that are out there i feel like with the amount of time that they have in the Netflix show they did a good job just kind of rounding it out and giving you the highlights um, and making it easy for non-wrestling fans i think to to grasp what was going going on without going into too much detail you know of course you know ourselves we're we're kind of like figure marks and things like that so i'm sure we were like thinking like well why didn't you talk about this or why didn't you talk about this but we have to remember like they're they're appealing to like a a broad scale audience so i really liked it we actually binged like the whole um the toys that made us like all the episodes of my little pony the, the the ninja turtles power rangers the whole the whole thing and i just i love that show so much
0: yeah it was it was really good. It was uh, and Kurt Hawkins said it best on his podcast because they talked about it as well. I think we're just too deep into it to really like for me, I could have watched like a ten episode series yeah. on wrestling. you know I could just watch on yeah, like a whole like episode on Hasbros. I mean, they didn't talk anything about current day, like Mattel's or anything like that. So, I mean, Mm-mm. while it was good, it's almost better to watch those things like if you're not a fan of like, you know, my like you said, My Little Pony, or you know, I, I used to collect Ninja Turtles as a kid, but I don't really know the backstory of all of it. So we, we know so much as, as already being like if you're listening to this podcast already, if, if us hosting it, you know, we're huge wrestling figure fans. So not to take anything away from the show, but it's kind of an overview of for people that aren't too familiar with the stuff. Uh, but it, it was good; I yeah. enjoyed it. There was uh, um, some stuff I, I learned on there but as far as the the Jans and the Gloobs and all that stuff and how they came to be. What what did you think, Marco?
2: i thought it was great i actually binge watched it as well um i think we do deserve like a like a a wrestling figure dedicated like episode because i think that you can go way deeper into what they did obviously um especially with the culture how it is now um it's definitely worth worth um you know diving deeper into um but yeah i really enjoyed it i'm i've been just a toy collector just forever so <laughs> it was it
0: was
2: it was seen, it was good yeah. seeing all that stuff yeah um like you said especially with the ninja turtles stuff i was when i, I was a huge huge ninja turtles mark with everything posters bed sheets comforters yeah. Yeah. toys yeah. everything so yeah just seeing that type of stuff just like like you said it hits you in the air, the nostalgia feels
1: yeah, you know, I, I think um, I'm pretty sure they released the toys that made us on like Blu-ray and stuff, too. So I feel like you get a lot of extra content when you buy the discs that you don't get from just the streaming, like from just the the show that they stream. I feel like you get a lot of extras. Like there's probably a lot of stuff that, you know, was on the cutting room floor that we didn't get to see because, like I said, of the limited amount of time that they have. <clears throat> On, the, on their Netflix allotment so yeah I know that you can get like seasons one and two in a box set and I'm sure it comes with like a ton more content than what they were able to show just on on Netflix which, which doesn't really make sense right you're kind of limited with your space on a disc versus like you could literally stream whatever the hell you want it but I don't know what their deal is with like Netflix like their contract you know and all that kind of stuff but um, I do know that you can get those by the like the whole box sets and stuff.
0: I don't want to sound like a Zach Ryder Mark, but uh, I know there was some sort of beef. You're with him. not. Uh, well, I mean, I enjoy. I think he does good stuff. I, I you know enjoy his collection. Um, I I know there was some sort of beef with him and the creator of the show, but it was kind of like a joke to not have him uh, as at least some sort of interview with him on the show. I mean, the guy is like, I know. I'm sure some of these people that work for the companies know their stuff, but I mean, as far as wide reaching between all the different yeah. brands and stuff, like. He, he's a guy, and I'm sure, you know, he was probably bummed because they, they came to his house. They did a bunch of interviews with him. They used a bunch of pictures of his uh, for the yeah. show that they ended up not using. So, uh, you know, I, not, that, not that I he's my you know idol or anything but i think he's a very great knowledgeable source on the subject matter and i would have loved to see him in i don't know the backstory of what happened and why he never got a call back from the folks that's uh they covered that on their podcast so uh but overall it was a great show check it out on netflix just search uh toy you know if you put in toys it'll come up and there's three seasons so uh we didn't touch yeah, on that no. last week so i wanted to talk about that did we talk last week about the jim Cornette thing i don't think we did because i think it was ha- it happened like literally a couple hours yeah. before we recorded
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it had even. um, I don't even if it had even like broke broken out that it had happened while we were recording. But I know we had we kind of reconvened after the after the show and talked about it. But yeah, that um, it's just bad. It's just bad. (laughs) Like I don't know what the deal is or why anyone thought that was okay. the The problem with it is, I mean, one, it's it's extremely racist, right? What he said. Two. That it's a pre-recorded show. Like that's the thing that I don't understand is like that, like that comment had to make it through several people, right? Like they heard it when he said it. They heard it when they screened it. They heard it when they edited it. And nobody thought like, meh, maybe we should be like, no, nah, no, nah, we we can't, we can't play this. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you know, and I I, I totally agree. He deserved to be done with the show. I mean, I, I'm not a very big Jim Cornette fan at all, but. Um, the guy's entertaining uh, and um, if you you listen to his podcast I mean he you know he has some of those hot takes that like sometimes I appreciate people that have like a strong opinion on stuff um, if you listen to his podcast, which I started doing for the first time last week, I never listened to his podcast. He's a huge like Democrat, like hates Republicans, hates Trump, was a huge Obama supporter. So I'm not saying that makes him not a racist or anything, obviously, but it's just a weird dynamic. But I think he's he's definitely someone from a, from a a prior time where like you know his yeah. heyday was like yeah. when that kind of stuff was acceptable, and now it's not, and I'm glad you know, he's not going to be on, he's basically on now. I'm sure he'll keep doing his podcast and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like what he, yeah, what he Jim, said. Go ahead.
1: Jim Cornette. I was going to say, Jim Cornette never had his glow up. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he got stuck in an era, like you said, of like, like that was acceptable and appropriate and just never really, really came up. But I mean, yeah, he's made that, he made that exact same comment, before yeah you know what i mean yeah, like there there was a, a um show yeah. from yeah show from the 90s where he he literally made the the exact same comment and i'm like first of all the comment is dumb it's Not funny. like it, it's <laughs> it it's not funny yeah it'd be one thing if it was like even remotely funny or something like that but it's not at all um and the fact that like he said it it's recorded on record that he said it before and it makes me think like how many Times has he said this <laughs> yeah. like that we don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like you don't just pull that rabbit out of your hat like, you know, thirty years later, um, and remember. Like that's something that like he he keeps close to the vest, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a very uh obscure reference. So I'm glad he's yeah. no longer on NWA Power and hopefully it doesn't affect their product moving forward. But um yeah, I we don't had- think-
1: So I haven't heard anything about it ever since, I mean, ever since he resigned, I mean, it was a pretty quick resolution, you know what I mean? Like, he he said it, and then it was, like, you know, the next day or the day after that he had resigned. So it was a pretty quick resolution, and I haven't heard anything else about it as far as, like, affecting, you know, viewership or NWA being in any trouble or anything like that, so...
0: Marco, any thoughts on this before we get forward? As an you know Af- African American man, I'm sure you know these type of things, and you know in general wrestling has not been too kind to minorities, you know especially uh, back in the day. What, uh, what did you feel like the punishment fit the crime here? Do you think he should have been gone? Um, I was actually surprised that he that it actually resigned
2: <laughs> that that fast. Uh, that he actually said, I thought he was going to like you know take a stance and fight, but. Um, just like nowadays, it's it's really hard to get like to get away with that type of stuff. Um, like you said, back in the day, he said it before, and he said it another time before that too, where it was more acceptable. Like people didn't, you know, take it as as anything. They took it as like a joke, essentially. But nowadays, like with social media and all you can't really, you really can't get away with anything at all. So like, um, just those type of statements don't stand um at all and uh i seen a lot of like stuff on twitter like people were like, upset that he had to resign and um it was a like it was a joke it was just a statement he didn't really mean anything like that and it's if you didn't see like the different layers in it i mean you could look at it any way you want to that statement but like um if you really like dissect it there's a lot of things that you can pull out of it that weren't that didn't sound right at all that that you could take as pretty racist so um, yeah I'm never glad of anyone losing their job. That's the other thing too, but it's um it it, it had to happen at some point. He's going to he's going to have to resign or get fired. For a yeah, to he's, you a, he's, a pub-
1: he's a public figure, you know, when, when, and I feel like it's like, it's a time now, like when you know better, you do better, right? Like, I'm not, I'm never gonna hold anybody accountable and like, you know, not forgive anybody for something that they maybe said in the past or something like that. Like, if I had heard what he had said, like, I had never even heard that comment before this, this came about. But if I had heard that back in like, the early 90s, or whatever, I, I mean, yeah, I'd be like, that's stupid. But I mean, I wouldn't hold that against him today, right? But the fact that he like, brought it back out again today I'm like dude you know better now you know what I mean like (laughs) (laughs) it's like you should you should know better like that's when I'm like okay you know what I mean so I don't think people should be crucified for things that maybe they have you know said in the past or whatever you should be digging up you know dirt on people and like you know making them lose their jobs for that but at the same time like when you're in the public eye like nowadays like you just you you can't not you can't do that kind of stuff you know what I mean
0: this is the uh, second week in a row. I mean, two weeks ago, I think it was CM Punk making his debut on uh, that uh, backstage show, backstage. and now you know, now Jim Cornette with this. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but uh, I know we'll, I'm we'll excited. See. Um, we'll see this uh this has been interesting so let's get into uh the weekend of, that was wrestling and um it was pretty interesting let's start with uh nxt war games uh, mm-hmm. uh total total uh transparency i did not watch i've been working <gasps> seven days a week and I oh had a, my I had a, gosh! I know. And I had a friends oh. I had a friend's giving on uh, Saturday night. So you both sound if very. If
1: your friends, if your friends Blasty. were really giving, they would have allowed you to watch War Games. <laughs> like. I know.
0: I know. I don't. I, I'm gonna. I plan on watching it like tomorrow morning or tomorrow night or something because I got a pretty easy day tomorrow. Finally, before the holiday. So, um, tell me some highlights. Tell me what I should check out. Tell me what was uh, disappointing. So I know there was a heel turn in there somewhere. I know there was a. KO making appearance. Uh, tell me what 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 was the best and worst parts of War Games?
1: Oh my gosh, it was all really good. Like I loved it. I mean, can just think about this. Like it was like a two and a half hour pay per view. Like how glorious is that? You know, like it yeah. was just like so easily digestible. It was like nonstop action everything i love about nxt takeover um both the war games matches were incredible like the women kicked off the show i mean obviously there was a pre-show but the women kicked off the main show and i felt bad for all the people that had to come after that because i was like damn this was a really 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 good match um you know, we we talked about last week Mia Yim kind of being like day to day, like they didn't know because she was in that ladder match with mm-hmm. um, Io Shirai, um, took that bump and, you know, busted her nose, busted her rib. Um, and so at the beginning of the show, they they were talking about Mia Yim. Mia Yim got attacked backstage like who didn't know who did it, you know. <laughs> took her off in an ambulance. Um, Tegan Knox just happens to be, or sorry, not Tegan Knox. Um, Dakota Kai just happens to be standing there like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go with my friend, you know? And then Rhea Ripley as the captain is like, no, you need to fight for NXT. You need to, you know, be a part of our team. Right. Mm. Which I kind of knew, like I was like, mm, shenanigans, <laughs> you know, like something, something just took place. Like Dakota Kai definitely either beat down, um, Mia Yim, or she's about to freaking make like a killer turn. Well, then, uh, at the end it was like, she was like the third person into the match and she turned on the only person left in the cage was Tegan Knox. whose you know, knees were busted up. She like blew out her knee at the, uh, Mae Young classic. And yeah, she laid waste to her in the cage and it was just like insanity. Like she even like turned on, um, William (laughs) Regal and like punched him. And I was like, Oh, this, this, this is Bish means business. Um, which left, you know, obviously team, team Ripley, like, completely crippled against Team Baszler, but they somehow like pulled it off and it was amazing.
0: I love NXT. Have they used that that same angle too many times? How many times have they done that where someone gets beat up in the back? I mean they did it when Hideo Tommy got hurt. They
1: love they love a backstage beat up.
0: They love, That's like whenever <laughs> they, someone gets hurt. Do. I think then they do that for um um, Johnny Gargano. Oh Johnny- no, Alistair Black. Alistair Black, yeah, Black. Yeah, when yeah. yeah, Gargano. Yeah, they've used that like three or four times. I think they did for <laughs> a tag <laughs> team angle once. So. Yeah, Yeah, they they definitely
1: love that angle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, listen, if you're walking around backstage at NXT, all all is fair. You got you got to be looking over your shoulder at all times because your your possibility of getting freaking attacked is
0: like way way up there. People were calling Rhea Ripley the kind of the uh, the MVP of this weekend, along with Adam Cole. Do you think that she is being pushed a little bit too fast? Do you think it's kind of? I mean, it feels organic to me. I mean, it feels like what kind of what they did with. With Becky Lynch, and I know we kind of got a preview of that on NXT last week. We didn't get a full match, but um, what what do you see the future for her? Do you, do you see her staying in NXT? Knocking off Shayna, do you see her moving up to Raw or SmackDown? What do you see from her in 2020? Oh yeah,
1: no, I think I think she's definitely going to have a long title run in NXT as the women's champion. I think her and Shayna are going to have a really awesome feud. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, obviously I have no idea, but I'm hoping that her and Shayna have a really awesome feud. She's been the first women's contender that I've that I've really taken seriously as far as like being someone that could yeah. take down Shayna Baszler, um, and she just, you, you guys know. I, I'm a total mark for for um, Rhea Ripley. But, dude, she just has it. She has that it factor. Like, she just, de- like, commands your attention. Um, she looks phenomenal. She's phenomenal in the ring. She she can cut a good promo. Like, I just love everything about her. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're pushing her too fast. I think... <clears throat> I definitely think that it does feel organic. She had a killer weekend, like you, like you said. I mean, she just like showed out. Um, her, her and Adam Cole and Keith Lee were definitely the the MVPs of of this weekend. But yeah, with her getting the big win at at War Games, and then you know, obviously we'll talk about it in a little bit. But her getting the win at Survivor Series, like it was just kind of like, you know. Like she just can't be stopped. She's she's amazing.
0: I love the pictures of her, like <clears throat> with, like in the May Young classic with like long like she looks like basically Charlotte c- clone and like yeah. and, like now yeah. like just total like one eighty like and it's great. I mean she has like a like if her old look was like you know she's a damn attractive woman. But her new look is just like sets her apart. She's number one. She's going to be an awesome elite figure in in, in a couple months. probably oh, hopefully. Yeah. But I mean, she just has a look that just commands like, dude, this chick is going to sh- she could kick my ass. No, 100 percent. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I don't know. She. I just I see big things from her. This whole women's division. And, and that's been the biggest knock on AEW is just them not really developing the women's division. And uh, I mean say what you will about you know Raw and Smackdown but I mean how much talent they have on both of those brands with these eight women here it's, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean nine if you count me yeah it's it's insane it's an embarrassment of riches so yep.
1: In NXT has I, I mean in my opinion NXT has the best women's division in the world right now. I mean they they have a powerhouse down there. I mean Raw and Smackdown I mean yeah we have we have some killer some killer chicks up there too but I mean the NXT women are just Uh, unbelievable like so so incredible so yeah that match was awesome like I said um, uh, uh, Candice LeRae and uh, Ray Ripley ended up going over like putting all four of of team Baszler out which kind of made the heels look like you know a little bit jerky but it didn't make them look weak though I, I, that's that's another thing I liked about this match is that it didn't just like you know crush the heels that the that the faces went over two to four but it was like I feel like it was just kind of like a sense of like being too cocky like they kind of just were like oh yeah like you know we got this and they underestimated what Candice LeRae and Ray Ripley were going to bring to the table so it was it was great yeah definitely 100% we I mean, need to watch
0: all of war games but yeah you know I'm, I'm excited I'm sure by the time definitely we're done lock into this, this by the time we're done recording this the wife will be asleep and I'll be like ready to watch it. (laughs) I can never fall asleep after we record a podcast. I'm like wide awake so uh it'll be good. And I and the way we'll get into Survivor series after this. The way they position NXT on Survivor series I mean, I don't think you know. We talk about how deep the women's division is on NXT. It's not going to. I don't think they're moving people around. Maybe the next time they do a draft, we will see them move around. But I, I, I fully believe they think NXT is the third brand here. They want it to be an excess, a oh, successful standalone 100%. thing. And you know, so I mean, I think we're we're safe. And it's not like there is going to be member. You know, a couple of years ago, we saw a raid of like you know five or six NXT people coming mm-hmm. up after after WrestleMania mm-hmm. every year. So. um what about the men's? Tell me about the men's um, war games match. I like this little little preview here before I watch it. This is this is uh, this is good. It helps me uh, what to what to what to watch for.
1: Oh man, the men the men's war game match blah, the men's war games match was a lot of fun too. It was so awesome. So you know, obviously we had a a, a fourth mystery opponent, right? That we didn't know who it was at the beginning. There was only three three guys. Uh, well, two guys. In the shark cage um, at the top of the ramp for for the faces. So Tommaso Ciampa um, and, and uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic were the faces. Had undisputed era on the heel side. Freaking nobody knew who was going to be the fourth man. Um, it, they're just completely outmatched. Like undisputed era is like totally like you know like roughing them up, roughing up all the you know Keith or Tommaso Ciampa and Do- Dominic Dijakovic. And then all of a sudden, freaking KOs music hits and it was just like. I mean, the roof blew off the place. And it's so funny because Seth and I were like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And we kept saying KO, KO. And then right before um, KO's music hit, Seth was like, if it was KO and he came out wearing like his old gear, that would be so awesome. And sure enough, he walks out wearing like his like vintage KO, like duct tape shirt.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, just just looking like a freaking million bucks, like the KO that we just like worshipped down in NXT. Um, And he just came in and did work and he looked looked incredible i mean like he just looked like he belonged there um not that i think that he's going to go back down to nxt permanently but i mean it was like riding a bicycle like he just picked it up and like was was right back on
0: do you think i mean i don't know if he is going to go permanently to nxt they haven't said anything yet so it probably means that he's not and then he showed up at you know survivor series and fought for the raw team uh do you think they should have used someone that could have been a bigger like uh bigger like mainstay in nxt is like to build that brand up or think it was a good one-time thing because it kind of i mean i guess the storyline fits a little bit because he was you know you know one of the first big-time nxt champions as as the brand kind of rose but um I don't know if yeah I don't know if he's going to stay there or not. That's, a, that's an interesting question.
1: I think I, I think it was the right move. I think it was the right call. I don't think there would could be anyone that would have had that sort of impact, um, or that sort of like surprise factor. Like you know, um, I heard some people saying like you know CM Punk would have been really good but i'm like no like that like 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 you said kevin owens like he is like he's like a former like heart of nxt you know what i mean like he is like a a mainstay at nxt like cm punk didn't have really anything to do with nxt um and even if they did like velveteen dream like yeah it would have been okay but i mean it would just wouldn't have had like the storyline impact i don't think um that KO did and then we saw with survivor series um that it played into that too which was really cool right like Raw. And and KO kind of like being at odds, talking about like you know, well, are you team NXT or are you team Raw? Um, and it just kind of it kind of like carried over to the next night for the storyline, which I thought was really good.
0: Um, I really want to know about this Riddle uh, Finn Balor match because I was very intrigued about what was going to happen in that one. How did how did that match go down?
1: Oh, I mean, as you would imagine, I mean, uh, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle just like you know tore the house down. It was really awesome. Um. I mean, it was just what you would what you would expect from from both those guys, but they both sold really well. I mean, you could just tell like it, they just beat the hell out of each other. um and uh, he oh wow, oh, of the highlights, freaking um Matt riddle, he did a he he hit Finn Balor with a spear and then he did a jackhammer. and I was like, oh because oh. you. Yeah, because you know he's been like beefing back and forth with Goldberg, and so yeah, he hit a spear and then did the jackhammer, and I was like, oh my god, like that is so freaking you know ballsy. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if their if their feud is like shoot or if it's freaking kayfabe. Who whoever really knows? But um, I thought it was cool that he kind of like you know paid homage to to Goldberg by by using
0: his move set. That has to be a WrestleMania match, right? I mean, they've just been penting I don't know if they would just put it all over the i mean i guess it's mainly been riddled just kind of doing it on social media but i mean that would be an awesome wrestlemania match where it kind of it's not going to hurt either of them they've had this you know they have enough footage and like fuel behind it to kind of build a cool like angle with it i don't know it'd be cool
1: yeah it's just i don't know like part of me is like yes i would like to see that and the other part of me is like eh you know like i could could Goldberg really hang with Matt like yeah, riddle like would that be a would it be a good matchup it's
0: better as on far paper as, like, you it's know, better the, like the two uh, together it's better like yes. kind of a going back and forth I and mean, the actual match probably wouldn't be like you know a barn burner or anything like that but you know it'd be interesting what was your favorite match of the night marco um
2: i'm going to go with the uh i'm going to go with Finn Balor and matt riddle wow, okay i um, actually I like the one-on-one match. They they actually had, like, a grappling match at the beginning, uh, kind of testing each other's uh, kind of I'm Straight. foreshadowing, kind of like Shorty G and uh, Matt Riddle did at the Survivor Series match. They, uh, Finn Balor did that with him, which is pretty awesome because I like to see when, like, those guys can test their They're wrestling in acumen with, like, a Matt Riddle type who is, you know, MMA tested and stuff like that. So I actually like to see that type of stuff. Um, yeah, that match was awesome. Uh, he actually he actually does do that a lot now. He does the jackhammer with a spare. He calls it the bro hammer instead <laughs> of the jackhammer, actually,
1: nice. uh, which is
2: pretty funny. Um, but um uh, he does the bro to sleep too, which is a I'm not sure if it's known to. Yeah, the CM Punk <laughs> That's what he called. It. I, I actually like that name as well. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that. I mean, I do I did love the war games matches, uh, but they're gonna be what they're gonna be. But. My favorite match of the night was probably uh, Balor and Riddle, I think.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, they they were both awesome. I don't know if you getting back to the men's war game match. I don't know if you saw that last bump that like ended the match with Champa oh. and Adam Cole, but it was oh. like in freaking sane, like. It, it just, I, I like while before, while it was setting up, I was thinking, like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, somebody, somebody is going to die here tonight. Um, but yeah, he, he puts Matt, uh, Matt Riddle, he puts, um, Adam Cole on his back and just like falls backwards through the table. And, and, I mean, I was just like, well, well, there they go. They're, they're both dead. Both of those guys, they're, they're dead. (laughs) Um, and then they're, you know, obviously they're, they're out of it. And the ref counts, the three count and Champa's on top, but it was really cool. If you go back and watch it, like Champa does a really good job, like protecting Matt, uh, I keep saying Matt Riddle, Adam Cole. Like he is like really like supporting his neck and he like, makes sure that, he hits on the upper part of his back. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, how – like, if you were Adam Cole, like, how much trust you would have to have in Champa to be able to, like, do that – you know, that move, you know, that just goes to show you like what kind of worker Champa must be to be like so careful and, you know, to be able to have that kind of trust in him.
0: It also must mean that Chompa is a hundred percent healthy. There's no way you can do that bump. I mean, I've saw that I've seen the highlights of it and I mean, I was cringing just watching it because of his, you know, his neck, yes. in, neck injury. But I mean, I guess if you're going to be doing something like that, you got to be, you got to be healthy. So that's, that's good going forward mm-hmm. for him, you know,
1: for sure, for sure. But yeah, it looked, I mean, it just looked so, Freaking devastating. Uh, I I love that that's how it ended the match. And I love the little sequence before that when, you know, Adam Cole had like brought in all these tables, right? Like, you know, just planning to use them against the face team. Um, And then everybody, all of his, all the Undisputed Era actually got put through the tables to set up that spot for for him and Ciampa. So, yeah, I love that little ending
0: sequence. Pretty sure I uh, totally lost this card to you. But um, because I know I picked Undisputed Era to win here. But uh let's, oh, yeah. let's, let's move forward. I'm sure Marco's tabulated. Let's move on from
2: War Games
0: on to Survivor Series here. And um I did watch okay. Survivor Series, which was really good. Um I fell asleep during the main event, and uh, it doesn't sound like I missed too much. Uh Um, Wow. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, I I, I was enjoying it while I was watching it. Uh, It was a good back and forth with Becky and, uh, sorry, with uh, Bailey and and Baszler. I, I then watched the ending after I woke up, and I was really disappointed. I was tweeting it out during the show that I was like, God, we would be shocked if we don't see Ronda Rousey here. And even you know, during that beatdown at the end, I'm like, come on, where's Ronda Rousey? This would be perfect. And they just kind of ended the show there. I mean, did you did you guys feel the same way or am I off base?
1: Um, no, I don't think you're off base for feeling like kind of like wah-wah about the the, the main event. I feel like the, the match was okay. Um, there was nothing really wrong with the actual match, but it was just placed incorrectly. I don't feel like it should have been the main event. I feel like the men's Survivor Series match should have been the main event. Like that match was like so much fun. There was so much action. I feel like it would have really kept the crowd at the end of the show um, instead of this, like triple threat women's match that, you know, like you said, I think a lot of people had really anticipated seeing Ronda Rousey come out. And then when it didn't happen, it was kind of like, it really sucked the, sucked the energy out of the crowd. So I just think it was just a, a just card placement more than anything.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. There was, you know, especially, I mean, I don't know what you would have ended with maybe with the, the fiend match, but that was kind of, uh, not as you know impactful of an ending either. I guess maybe the Raw No, NXT. I think I.
1: Th- no, Smack I. That much. Yeah, that was okay. I, I would have ended it with the Men Survivor Series match. Yeah, I think yeah, that match yeah. was like. I think that was the best match like of the. I mean, I don't know if it was the best match of the night. I mean, all of the matches were pretty damn good, but the whole like. You know Keith Lee and you know Champa and Roman and Seth think like coming down to those four like it was just like super super exciting like the crowd was so into it like Keith Lee was so freaking over like it was insane, um and I just feel like it was just a huge missed opportunity to kind of end the show that way.
0: I could see that, yeah. I mean, they must listen to our podcast because they know it's Big Dude season. We got a a heavy dose of uh, Keith Lee on on the show, whichever I was popping for. And that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that, that uh, and people were kind of crapping on that match to begin with because it was kind of a back and forth. And, and they were complaining that, you know, Riddle gets eliminated by Corbin and all this crap. But I think they made the NXT guys seem pretty important. You know, I felt like it was done well. I mean, Walter yeah. Walter got eliminated a little bit earlier than I thought he would be. But people, you know, people don't know him too much. I mean, he's still on the on the one step below exactly. on the NXT UK uh, ladder, but I think you know I think they did a good job of like I don't think you needed him have Keith Lee win the match. I think you know Roman is obviously one of the biggest names in the company. He's due for like a big yeah. a big spot here, but I mean they put the shine on Keith Lee, put the shine on Riddle. <laughs> Um, it was a fun match, man. I I didn't like the, I don't know how you guys feel. I didn't like the triple threat aspect of it, of them, of, you know, three guys being in the ring. I would have, I thought it was going to just in my head, I just thought it was going to be three teams, but you could tag someone from, you know, whatever team.
1: Um, Oh, no, I hate that. I hate that. No, I vehemently. Yes, I was so excited when they were like, oh, this is it's a triple threat. I was like, yes, because like three guys in the ring is so much better. Like the, the other way does not make any sense. Why would you ever tag in? I I would just let so, – so say, for instance, I'm on the NXT team. I would just let Raw and SmackDown beat the hell out of each other, freaking, you know, get get each other out, and then all of a sudden, like, start coming in for NXT. Like, why would you have any reason to come into the match early? You know Trump, what I mean? Like, Trump. that's the stipulation that, like, never yeah. really – it never really made any sense to me when they do it that, that way because I'm like, I would just stand off the ring apron, like, you know, sitting in the audience eating some popcorn until it was time <laughs> to, like, get down to get down to business, right? So like when it's when there's three people and there's got to be three people in the ring, like, yeah, like there's there's an opportunity for somebody from each team to get eliminated at any time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just felt like, okay, now we have these three guys that are all, like, kind of the same size going at it, and they brought in, like, they all would tag at the same time. It just felt a little bit forced, yeah. but I, I agree with what you're saying. Unless you did, like, one of those hard tags to a guy, like, you know, you slapped him, like, you know, and the guy wasn't expecting to tag in or something. And But, yeah, it, it doesn't make too much sense with three different teams. you got to go with a The
1: beginning, threat, so. yeah, the beginning felt a little bit um, scripted like everybody's got to get their spot in everybody's going to have their moment you know what I mean it was kind of it was kind of like um very choreographed but I mean you can only I mean it's got to be like that a little bit in the beginning because there's just so many freaking guys there but toward the end I mean think about with the whole Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns thing you know what I mean like they they started being at odds and freaking Baron Corbin tapped himself in and freaking got got put out you know what I mean so it's just kind of like I I feel like the whole thing was was really awesome and a a lot of fun and I didn't know who was going to come out on top you know but i mean nxt i mean nxt swept survivor series like we we talked about last week i didn't think there was any way that nxt was going to win survivor series and they freaking did you know
2: yeah
1: so if there was one thing it was that, like wwe is really trying to establish nxt as like its own entity and like you know put your eyeballs on this product right
0: yeah, again, I mean, I don't really, we don't really talk about the ratings at all here on this podcast, and I think it's, I think it's stupid with the the days of DVR. It's boring. Or, yeah, it's boring and it's like it's not even very accurate. I mean, they have like like boxes in like a hundred thousand people's houses. It's not even really indicative of the entire wrestling community. And I don't watch it live. I I typically record one or watch one later, you know, with sling or Hulu, but. Uh, I, I would say with you know this much emphasis put on NXT, you're going to have some of the casual Raw and SmackDown viewers like oh let me let me check out oh they got Finn Balor now on there I know him and now I know who Matt Riddle and Keith Lee this yeah. dude looks pretty cool like let me watch it now so I'm I'm sure the ratings will be pretty good this week even though AAW has a a, a nice card uh, built up for this week but yeah I mean they, they, the the women yeah I think Sorry. I think if
1: anything they just no, I was gonna say. I think if anything, it was just kind of like, you know, Raw's been kind of like in the crapper the last few the last few weeks. I mean, well, for for a while now. Um, and so I think it's like USA, like you know, well, if they're not if people aren't gonna watch Raw, we gotta get them to watch something. You know what I mean? So like, let's let's freaking showcase NXT and make them look like badasses because so if maybe they're not watching on Monday night, maybe they'll tune into USA on Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, they don't. I mean, they're both on their network. So I mean, whether, whether they watch one or the other, they probably wanted to watch both. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the women's NXT, the women's like uh, elimination match was really cool. NXT won that. Uh, Rhea Ripley again, you know, really made to look strong there. That whole team was like, you know, they, they just looked like they were not even equals. They looked like they were just like a more dominant team altogether. You know, as much. Yeah, as Yeah, I, loved- I didn't
1: like. I didn't like that Ray Ripley had to cheat to win though. I think that was like my, my only qualm is that it was kind of like they, I guess they, they just didn't want it to like make it look like total dominance, you know, like over, over Raw or SmackDown. Um, so it was just kind of like, you know, they had, uh, Io Shirai and, oh, who else was on there? Um, Tony Storm come out and like, you know, create, created a diversion or whatever and start to like, you know, create some shenanigans and, uh, I just thought, like, eh, that kind of cheapens it a little bit. But, I mean, I guess, you know, like I said, you can't have total domination two nights in a row.
0: Yeah. Um... Uh, other than that, I loved the uh, the Pete Dunn-Adam Cole match. What an awesome finish to that match. Very good. Um, Very reversing good. Reversing Pete Dunne's finisher and, and, and Cole getting the win there, man. I mean, if any, uh, again, people were going to tune in to watch him, and he's super fun to watch. I mean, he reminds <sighs> me of Shawn Michaels in his prime as far as, like, adapting to opponents and, like, kind of changing his style up and, and just, like, his his matches never feel like... Uh, like not choreographed, but they don't feel like they have a pattern where he does this move, then he does that move, then he does this move. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he does do very you know very similar move sets in all of his matches, but it's almost it it's kind of relying on how the match flows, and it's it's more organic to me. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. maybe I'm sounding like a mark by saying that, but I mean, I just I just feel like you could watch like ten of his matches, and and all ten of them will be different.
1: Yeah, I feel like he does a good job of like building up his big moves. You know what I mean? Like he he may not hit. It on the first try, but he'll like he'll come back to it and build it up. And you know, if, if there's a counter, um, it, it just makes it more exciting for when he actually does. I mean, like when he hit that Panama sunrise on the apron, like I was my mind was like exploding. I was like, oh my god, I think he just broke freaking Pete Dunn's neck, you know, um, because I mean, that that spot looked so awesome, um, and also so painful.
0: I was super excited about the uh, the Roderick Strong AJ Styles and Nakamura match. I mean, maybe my my hopes were a little bit too high, but I mean, it was a, it was a fun back and forth, and I was I was glad to see Roderick Strong win. But it was just missing a little bit to me. I don't know, maybe the at points in this card, maybe because uh, War Games was such a a big time like night for these people, are probably the same people that went to this card as well. Just yes. the crowd was just quiet as hell in certain spots.
1: It was it was hard to follow um, War Games from the night before. I, th- I definitely think the Survivor Series crowd suffered from like a, a War Games hangover. You know what I mean? It's not because this card wasn't great. I I really really enjoyed Survivor Series. It's one of the better Survivor Series in recent memory. Um, so I, I I thought it was a great card, and I loved that nobody had to wear their stupid raw or smackdown shirts like oh my god i like that was one of the highlights of the freaking show for me i was like oh my god they finally just let them let them wear red or blue or yellow or whatever ring gear and not look like total idiots out here rocking their generic corporate shirts and seth rollins wearing his stupid half and half shirts
0: oh my <laughs> that, <God>. he makes, <laughs>
1: that he makes every year
0: yeah, I did not like the Seth Rollins, uh, I, I didn't even know, I didn't even put the connection together that it was like a Chicago Bulls style uh, shirt, because it was like one of the, it kind of buttoned up the middle, it was just kind of dorky looking, it was like very, <laughs> oh, very effeminate it. like writing on it.
1: I thought it was good, I liked it, it was like the Chicago writing. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I, I figured it out eventually. What do you think about takeovers being... Um, like this do you think to to have this brand as, as an equal they should have this on sundays like uh in the in the pay-per-view schedule or do you do you feel like the, the takeovers no. Are, no you like the, just how it is don't change it
1: I just like I don't think they have to necessarily coincide with a major pay-per-view like like I expected yeah, to have yeah. a takeover with the Rumble and they're not they're not doing a takeover on Rumble weekend it's actually going to be like sometime in February is the next takeover um which is totally fine um but I just feel like I don't I don't care to see like NXT like in the in the regular pay-per-view rotation I love Saturday night pay-per-views from nxt i think it's like just it just feels right you know yeah, um yeah. but obviously I'm, I'm a proponent for keeping things the same i didn't want to see nxt go to tv and obviously that's worked out pretty well for everyone so maybe i could be totally off base here and it might be amazing <laughs> to put to put some nxt in the rotation but i feel like there's still just like a half step i don't i still don't feel like they're equal per se um obviously in my heart i I think nxt has some of the most talented wrestlers in the world and i love the i love the nxt product but they're still like a step below ron smackdown as far as just like like the production and like the overall just like the, the the way that they they operate so i feel like you know they they're not on even playing ground just yet
0: I like the Fiend match. I'm really tired of the the red light, but uh, you kind of get used oh, to it at God. this point. I don't know what the you know what the point is with that, or if that's going to be in all of his matches. But um, yeah, it was a cool back and forth. I think I like the the direction Dan O'Brien's kind of a tweener, where he's like you know still mm-hmm. has that kind of like billy goat badass face going on you know is uh, <laughs> and um they, they pulled out some nice moves in that match and i i, I just you know, enjoy bray wyatt as, as the champion i don't know where, where they're going to go with that who they're going to have him you know face I'm, I'm i'm feeling you know a roman or or stroman matchup at wrestlemania would make sense but um it was a good match and um, I, I like the the uh, Ray Mysterio rocking the Doink the Clown outfit against Brock Lesnar, even though that match was a Jesus was a wet Christ. Part. <laughs> yeah.
1: That mask, I mean, this is like what one of one of Ray's biggest matches in like recent history, right? Like you know he's fighting yeah. Brock freaking Lesnar for the title, and he comes out wearing a clown mask like of all things like come out looking like a badass right like you literally have no limits to the amount of like masks and ring gear that you have at your disposal i mean like who ha- who has more like ring gear transformations than ray mysterio Nobody yeah. like we know that just from the the amount of freaking figures action figures that we have of Ray Mysterio and he wants to wear a damn clown mat the red nose I just couldn't get over it and I put I posted on um, my Instagram you know that it was like who wore it better. And I put a picture of him and Doink the Clown. And then I had all the smarks coming out of the woodwork being like, that's a ref, it's a reference to Joker. You know, it's a reference to Joker. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, people like, (laughs) you know, like you can't say anything. Like, I guess if you don't put LOL or JK or haha in your caption anymore, people just can't like, comprehend that you might be making like just like yeah just like a funny observation you know what i mean um but yeah they're always trying to like flex on you but i mean to me it looked exactly like Doink the clown regardless like even if it wasn't the joker like it did look like doink and he looked like a goon with that green mohawk and the red nose it was just bad yeah
0: dominic looked good though yeah he hit that 619 (laughs) pretty well i was surprised
1: and the the frog splash i I love that little moment that little that little moment when dominic ran in I thought was was really good, and it actually gave me like a, a glimpse of hope. I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!"
0: The dog called him steering. for the for the pin. The yeah, yeah. I, mean, it was a cool, I was like, like angle. I was like,
1: "This yeah. is it!" Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was a, a good way because you know I talked about last week. I thought that they were only doing this match to somehow bring back Kane Velasquez, and uh, they didn't bring him out. And I thought it was I thought it was just a perfect you know perfectly choreographed ending. You know, even though Brock went Brock went over, he still retained. Um, I thought it. I thought it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was something different as far as contenders. You know, I love the the, the dynamic of the David versus Goliath thing. So yeah, that was good. Uh, we talked about the main event uh overall it was a good card i don't know if uh, my ho- my hopes were just a little bit too high but it was you know it was a really good card top to bottom there wasn't a single match that was kind of like dragging it was you know it was a fun a fun card and i'm excited to see them using uh nxt to this extent going forward and it'd be fun to see what's going to happen here especially when we have a draft and another um, i'm assuming they're going to do a draft or some sort of shakeup right after wrestlemania and uh, we'll see if you know who goes who goes to NXT, who switches over to Raw or SmackDown. So. God,
1: no more drafts, no more shakeups. Let's uh, can we just yeah.
0: it's can sometimes. we just not? It's good sometimes. I mean, imagine Nakamura going back to NXT for six months, or Rick Shea, or. Um, I
1: know, but do we have to have a formal draft? No, can't we just no. show? Can't we just show up places and like, you know, surprise people and be like, hey, you know, like this, this, I'm gonna be on NXT now, or I'm gonna be on SmackDown now. You know, like I hate this whole like formality like we're going to draft because it doesn't really mean anything anyway I mean we just had a draft and literally like the the roster is more mixed up now than it it, like feel like it ever has been you know
0: yeah very true very true overall very good card any more thoughts on this Marco before we get going on Survivor Series
2: um nothing really um I'm I'm calling it right now I'm calling Keith Lee as a champion by sometime next year he's definitely going to be the top star um I think anyway, that's yeah, he has that like he has that look that that like Vince McMahon would like. I'm not sure if he's gonna go show up on the main roster, which I think he would have to, to win a legit championship. I think he's gonna either win the WWE championship or a universal championship by next year. I think anyway, wow. it was just he was just way too over during that match. Like, he they if, if you didn't see like the I, I was kind of like I was, I was like analyzing that whole like end sequence. He had the two top guys in the company yep. in the ring with him, yeah. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. He pinned yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Right? Um, yep. Obviously, he lost to Roman Reigns, but they left him and Roman Reigns in the ring together. That tells me that he's going to be like with them at some point.
1: And he's Roman be, Reigns dapped him up at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, was, Roman, yep. Roman Reigns gave him like the, the fist punch of respect, you know?
2: Yeah, that was the initiation right there. I was like, okay, you're in, you're in our, you're in our good graces right now. They're they're chanting the best in his glory. They're keep. It was it was it was amazing. With they had their two top stars in the ring, and they were not. They, I mean, they weren't getting booed or anything like that. But they mm-hmm. were not acknowledging that they had Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the ring. They were just focused yeah. on Keith Lee, and I think he's going to be like the uh, the big star. Um, I will say that in if they do have like a like a Roman Reigns Fiend thing. I think if he wins against the Fiend, I think that would just kill him again. If he just, like, squashes the Fiend or something like that. So, you I don't know.
0: You think they would kill... Oh, you think Reigns would get Roman killed? Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think it would
2: bring it back down to the... And depending on how people feel about the Fiend, at the, like, next year, if his gimmick gets, like, stale or something like that. Uh, but if it's still, like, red-hot... At some time, like during WrestleMania, if they plan on that type of match, I think it would, him just squashing The Fiend or beating The Fiend would, would bring it back down. At this to point, I don't is. know
1: who, I don't know who's, yeah, I don't know who's going to beat The Fiend at this point. Like it, it looks, he looks pretty indestructible. But yeah, getting back to Keith Lee, it, it just blows my mind that like Keith Lee has been in NXT for what, like over a year now. And I just feel like I, I, I kept telling you guys like I kept hearing um you know David Shoemaker I listen to his podcast yeah. every week he just like you know gloat and gloat and gloat on Keith Lee and I'm like what the hell is this Keith Lee like I do not get it I do not understand and then he had his little feud with um Dijakovic and I'm like okay all right I I feel it and then now he's just kind of exploded and I just feel like yeah the sky's the limit for that guy like if he can stay healthy and you know like I think he's he's awesome. He came out of this weekend looking like a freaking rock star.
0: He has great like facials and just presence in the ring. And and what it just it hit me when I was watching Survivor Series. I have a good buddy who is the exact. I mean, he is a is a white dude, but he is if you stood them next to each other, they have the same exact body type. Same exact like my my, my buddy <laughs> my buddy Jimmy, Jimmy is a is a chef but he's just this big dude but he's like almost like a Shrek like you know it's just like a lovable like big yeah. dude you know and that's what that's what uh, Keith Lee reminds me of I, I've I've watched him a good amount on NXT is he a good I mean is he good on promos I haven't seen they haven't really given him the mic too too much is he I mean can he talk well
1: I don't know I can't recall a time that he's like cut like a yeah. fire.
0: That's the only Promo, thing I think that would hold um, him hold him back a little bit that they'd have to work on that with him because that's you know that's ninety percent of being on Raw every week is just being able to go out there and talk for fifteen minutes. So uh, I don't
1: know. If, not if you Bobby Lashley, you can yeah, just get you true. a little Le- a Leo Rush type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or a and, La- or, a, or, or a Paul La-Lana. Heyman
0: or Lilana type or, yeah.
1: or a Lilana. Yeah, we're wouldn't Tony everybody Storm like
0: that type? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going yeah. Off the rails here. Uh, Do you guys know who the women's (laughs) tag team champions are right now?
1: the Kabuki
0: Warriors. Very right, very true. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be able to stump you because we haven't seen them defend the titles <laughs> in several months now. <laughs>
1: um well it was just announced at Starcade that they are going to be defending um oh
0: what a segue. Those, it's
1: funny it's it's funny that you bring that up. I was gonna say it's funny that you bring that up because the uh, Kabuki Warriors are gonna be defending their tag ti- tag titles against Bliss Cross. Um Charlotte and Becky are gonna be t- Doing a tag team, and then Sasha and Bailey are going to be a tag team. Oh, so it wow. is a fatal, fatal four way for the women's tag team championships this Sunday. So, you know, you you can get your fill of tag team women's tag team wrestling, Phil. Oh,
0: yeah, I like that. And yeah, is there any other matches announced for this Starcast? Yes, Star- Starcade, Starcast, Star- <laughs> Star- Starcast. Christ. So fucking. Um, <laughs>
1: Yes, I will have to pull it up. I think there's only two or three announced right now. Um, yeah, announced, do you know? you know uh, what they are, Marco?
2: Yeah, one of them was the um, the the one we've been waiting for uh, for months now. It's uh, Rusev and uh, Bobby Lashley. Can't wait to see oh, that one God. for the first time on
0: Starcast.
1: On StarCast.
0: (laughs) I got got a big list of matches on Wikipedia. I don't know how right these these are. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: looking at it now. It says Universal Championship, Bray versus Braun um, in a steel cage, Roman versus Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins versus Eric Rowan, the Women's Tag Team Championship that we just talked about, the Intercontinental Championship, Shinsuke um, and Sami Zayn versus The Miz in a handicap match. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens, and then The New Day versus The Revival, and like you said, Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. So yeah, I guess that card has come together. Is that what you're seeing, Phil?
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Do some research, Marco, if you can. I think part of this is not televised. I think only part of it is on the network. Uh, I think they're airing one hour special on on the, on the network. At least that's what they did last year. So uh, I don't, some of these might just be for the folks in attendance there, but... Um, uh, we'll see. That's on December first. So that's uh, that's this weekend. Wow. Yeah. December first yeah. this weekend.
1: On Sunday, I know. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> please, please don't talk about December. I can't even like wrap my mind around that December's like actually here. Um,
0: you have a person coming at you.
1: Oh my god! Stop <laughs> talking about it. I can't even. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. December is it's so far away. We're not even to Thanksgiving yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> That's coming up even sooner. Let's go. Uh, We we kind of touched on Raw and SmackDown and NXT, so we'll do a a deeper dive on those shows next week when we don't have a a pay-per-view to recap. But let's go outside the Squared Circle. Uh, This is sponsored in part by Chalkline. You can use code CHICK for 15% off of your order. But I believe, Sheena, correct me if I'm wrong, starting uh, Thanksgiving or Black Friday, you're going to get 35% off. Uh, on their website on uh, any of the stuff that isn't their newer releases uh, which is a ton of stuff and if you're uh, Mike Lynn I'm posted on our on our Facebook page if you haven't uh, pulled the trigger on some of these chalk lines things uh, now is the time to do it with 35% off that's an awesome deal
1: yeah, it was, um, it says the code, the promo code is, uh, BF35 and it's site-wide. Like you said, as long as it's not a brand new release, um, like, you know, Velveteen Dream or The Fiend or something like that, if it's something that you've kind of been like waiting on, like, uh, 35% off is super mage and they never freaking, um, they never do that kind of deal. But really quickly, before we move outside the squared circle, we do have to talk about one thing that happened on Raw. Um, Raw was actually a, a decent episode. I didn't get to watch the whole thing because the baby face was like, you know, total sleep regression mode. And so I got to see the first part of um, Raw. But it appears to me that they are turning Seth Rollins heel again, which makes my little Seth Rollins loving heart super happy um but it's it's actually worked out really well like you know like the the raw like got swept in survivor series like they only got one win and it was on the pre-show so seth rollins comes out brings the whole locker room out lumberjack style around the um around the ring and just like cuts promos on everybody talking telling everybody like how they drop the ball and how they suck and all these things um and how there needs to be more leadership in the locker room Um, and he, it's like, it's kind of like that where he feels like he's doing the right thing, but it's like total heel move. Right. So I'm, I'm loving this like transition. So I hope they continue to play it off. Um, and I didn't get to see the end, but I heard at the end, um, him and was it Kevin Owens, Marco? Did he fight Kevin Owens at the end?
2: Yeah. He had, it was, yeah, (laughs) it was a main event for the night. It was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And, uh,
1: he fought Kevin Owens and then AOP came out and interfered and beat up Kevin Owens. So, like, they're, like, the new, like, oh. J&J security. Like, they look, look, look like official? they ate J&J security. No, I don't. No. No, no it really, kind of, like, no. It was kind of inconclusive. Like, you know, like, Rollins, like, was, like, you know, he was getting mad at them for beating up Seth Rollins, but they kind of just, like, walked off. Like, he kind of stepped up to him, right? Um, yeah. Marco. He was like, come and on, then, let's go. And then they yeah, basically just left. They, Yeah, they walked off. So like, they're kind of there to like help him. And it was kind of weird because he cut a promo on them at the beginning of the show, you know, talking about how they've been talking all this shit, you know, about being (laughs) bad, being badasses, and all this stuff. And uh, they haven't really done anything but just talk. And then they came out and beat up Kevin Owens, um, and then just kind of walked off. So they're kind of like aligning themselves with Seth, but like not really, you know. So it's kind of like it's kind of like I said, inconclusive at this point. But um, super excited to see. Where this goes because something's got to happen with Seth Rollins like he's he's too talented. He's just he's he's too big to to be in the position that he's in right now where he's just kind of like people are booing him like people don't know what he's about like he's a he's weird weird character arc that he's had over this past this past year so. I'm excited to see, you know, the evolution
2: of Seth Rollins going forward. I do like what he said about uh, Ray Mysterio and his son. That was really funny.
1: <laughs> he um. said to your stupid kid. He's like, I-, I beat Brock Lesnar twice this year and you and your stupid kid couldn't even couldn't even do it one night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could call his kid stupid. It is hilarious.
1: Yeah, it was hilarious.
2: <laughs> and then um yeah kevin owens using a bad word too which is i'm not sure if anyone heard that or oh no, I, did,
1: I didn't hear that no yeah
2: um, so he so he cut so um seth rollins cut his promo at the beginning of the show on kevin owens because kevin owens is the last uh person to uh be at the ringside after everyone just walked away from seth after he was berating everyone and um, obviously he finished with a stunner he didn't even say a word so later uh the middle of the show he actually cut a promo on seth and basically, like saying, like you know, I don't want to be like you. He's like, I know why I've, I've been for twenty years um, in this wrestling business. You don't know who you are. You flip flop back and forth. He's like, basically, he's like, you're you're just a prick. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and, uh, I, I was like, I had to double take. I was like, did he just did he just call Seth Rollins a prick on cable? But thinking it's cable, he can he can technically swear. Yeah. But um, it was actually really funny that he that he actually dropped that word. I was like. uh... I'm well, wondering if he's going to be in trouble for that at all, or is that okayed? Or...
1: Well, if Rey Mysterio doesn't get in trouble, after after Seth called his kid stupid ray mysterio said <laughs> ray mysterio looked like uh, the camera was right on him and he said f you seth but he didn't say f you he said you know um but wow. you could like read his lips he said f you so i was like oh damn ray mysterio dropping the f-bomb right here on the you know he, he wasn't miked or anything obviously but he was just like you know ringside so i thought that was pretty funny so yeah if ray, if ray doesn't get in trouble for dropping the f-bomb on camera i doubt that uh that ko is going to get in trouble for for saying prick The next big thing, the only other big thing is that um, AJ Styles is no longer the U.S. champion. We have a brand new US champion speaking of Mr. FU himself Ray Mysterio is the brand new US champion you
0: must have pictures of somebody somewhere he's getting way more involved over the last couple of weeks than he's been in a <laughs> long time I mean <laughs> big time matches and now you know I mean probably cuz he's got a wrestling figure coming out every 3 weeks you got to put him in the spotlight but um yeah. you think this elevates uh, styles back up to the to the main event they're going to use him as like uh, I mean, you already have a. Yeah, if you guess, you have a uh, a heel Seth Rollins and a heel AJ Styles, I like when one of those guys is on opposite sides. So we'll see what happens there. But
1: true, but aren't the AJ Styles? Isn't isn't there like the rumors floating around that like he's kind of on the verge of like you know exiting the company? Like you know, not not in a bad terms, but just like being done, like retiring, being done with wrestling.
0: Yeah, I think he signed a new deal. Uh, In the last year or so But I don't know if that's true But I mean he's, he's up there But I don't know if he's super old Maybe he just wants to spend time with the family But I feel like wrestlers say that now, we've been hearing about Dolph Ziggler retiring for twenty years now. So True. You know. Th- then they
1: get and then they actually get home with their family and they're like, put me back out oh, on the road. Oh
0: god, yeah. Gonna watch freaking <laughs> Housewives again? Jesus, I'm get out of here.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I think that's that's really um the, the big the big things that were the takeaway from Ra- oh, um Matt Hardy came back too. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah, we saw we saw Matt Hardy. We almost skipped over all of this. We uh we saw Matt Hardy come back like when his music hit Jinkos I was like, "What and all. Jinkos What and all. the hell? Yeah.
0: Jinkos. <laughs> yeah. I used to G- love rocking Jinkos, Jinkos, are- Jinko's back in the day, man.
1: Whew. Jinkos are a staple for the for the Hardy fam. Um but yeah, I think that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Um but yeah, I think uh we can, we can move on, but I could not, not talk about Seth Rollins potentially turning heel because it's something that I've wanted for for months now.
0: All right. Well, uh, before we do, I want to plug our Patreon page. If you are a supporter of the show, uh, that is where you can go to uh, give us some love. It starts at a dollar per month. You get our show notes emailed to you every single, uh, every single week, and you get access to our Facebook group where uh, 70 or so people... Uh, in our group we'll uh, Interact, we'll talk wrestling figures We'll help each other find stuff out in the wild uh, We've been talking a lot of Non-wrestling stuff in there We've got a lot of, a lot of good folks uh, We enjoy mixing up with them there And uh, up from there it goes to uh, higher levels For our, our bonus episodes Myself, Sheena and Marco are going to record A watch, our first ever watch along Pretty soon uh, We're going to watch Home Alone We're going to watch Home Alone yeah. Uh, a couple of us will have some adult beverages Sheena will not But um, she'll be drinking in spirit well, Maybe some eggnog or something And uh, we'll all press play at the same time And uh, I, it's been a while Well it hasn't been a while since I've watched Home Alone But it's been maybe 11 months So uh, I'm excited about that I just bought it today for $4 at, uh, at Target
1: Oh, wow. You're going like disc-style. I, I wonder where it's streaming. I think it's on yeah, Netflix.
0: That's a, Well, no, no. This time of year, they, they pull all that stuff off of streaming because they know you want to watch it. But uh, yeah, it's pa- <laughs> patreon.com slash Chick-Foley Show. It's the best way to support the show. All of the money that comes into us uh, goes to uh, back into the show for shirts and giveaways and all that kind of good stuff. So we appreciate that greatly. Uh, let's go outside the squared circle now and uh we have some uh, a ton of information here that we need to get uh get out to people yeah. because uh WWE's been making some good content here on their network so that's that's been pretty fun we uh some of us have watched some of this stuff some of us haven't but um let's start with the one that I've seen because uh I'm introducing the segment it's sting the sting untold documentary that that details kind of his return to w well his debut in WWE and his uh few with triple h and most importantly his match against seth rollins at uh, i believe it was night of champions or class of champions and where he was hurt and and, and really messed yeah. his neck and back up uh sheena you have not seen it me and marco have we were talking before the show uh, a really great 30 40 minutes um kind of tells the backstory of what we kind of we we've heard before marco but didn't really know and um severe his injury was that he wrestled through in that match I remember watching yeah. that match and, and knowing you know something wasn't right because it, he was moving his hands you just could tell he, you know there was something going on but it was a it's a pretty interesting story
2: yeah definitely he um yeah he it, they had both Seth and Sting on the show which was awesome so you get to hear both sides um actually they, they start off with Seth Rollins as a as a as a young lad um as a wrestling fan and um his obsession with wrestling, and um, he talks about his obsession with Sting when he was younger, and how he um, dressed up as Sting for Halloween, and you know, made his mom get all that stuff for him. So that that stuff was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, his uh, that match that they had. We'll skip past the Survivor Series because that was actually my uh, retro wrestling hmm. uh, thing of the week. So go watch that definitely. But um, yeah, so that match, uh, he yeah he um, he suffered a big injury during the, uh, buckle bomb, the first buckle bomb. Cause he got two from Seth Rollins. And, you know, uh, they talked to both guys and, um, you know, Seth Rollins says he's doing that move for years. No one's never injured anyone. He's always careful with everyone. He does it. And, uh, so naturally <laughs> he's in the ring with Singh, and he does it and saying, just collapses. So to the, to the, to the mat. And he's just like, Oh shit. <laughs> I just, I just killed Singh, basically, um, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't know what was going on, and Sting kind of knew he was. He like he said he was like he lost, failing in his like hand and fingers, and he's like you could see him moving his hands. You could actually watch this as it's happening and stuff like that. And he actually gets back up and like continues, which is pretty insane. After he like literally had a back injury that almost paralyzed, him, he gets up and finishes the match, and then takes another buckle bomb, and uh, that that one actually pretty solidified the <laughs> the end of, uh, of Sting in the uh, match. with they. They they went on record and Sting went on record on the show and actually said it wasn't Seth's because that was like the the big you yeah. know like I know he Brett Hart came out and said something about Seth yes. being careless and yes. you know that stuff and it and Sting said it, he it was a it was an injury that was there already from his years of being in the ring it was just that one move.
1: And he's old. Yeah, I mean, and he's an you know old man. I mean? he's, he's an old man. I mean, and like yeah. I think it was. It's just like the whole Finn thing. Like everybody blamed Seth for Finn getting injured. But I mean, if you watch that clip, Finn put his hand back to catch himself on the barricade, and I mean, you just can't. Like you can't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and and it, Sting came out. I mean, Seth felt so horrible. I mean, I, I remember the interview that he did. Talking about going out to the ambulance and like, you know, um, talking to Sting and being like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, is everything OK? Like, you know, just apologizing profusely. And then Sting coming out afterwards and being like, yeah, it was just a fluke accident. Like it was like, you know, it wasn't the way that Seth was working or anything like that. But it was kind of during that time. Um, do you remember he he hits he hit John Cena in the nose oh, and like yeah, busted, busted. Yeah, busted John Cena's With nose the knee, all the hell. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then Bret Hart obviously made his comments about Seth Rollins, which he which he came back out and retracted later. You know, um, he yeah. he he did comment redacted, like um, freaking Jim Halpert <laughs> on The Office. <laughs> um, he redacted all of his comments because he said it was just you know he shouldn't have judged Seth so harshly and everything. You know, and and Bret Hart is notorious for like calling people out who are not safe workers. Like well, he has no well tolerance. You
0: know, well, you know. Oh, so yeah. so, I can't do like the like the the OVP podcast guys oh do they, they do the yeah. best Bret Hart impression they do
2: the perfect yeah. Bret Hart that's like the only imperfect Bret Hart impression I've ever heard yeah. that's <laughs> was, yeah yeah, but, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. He, he 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 holds nothing back but um you know he he even came out and was like yeah i was too harsh on seth like you know and apologize and stuff like that so um it, it, it's just a freak accident like it sucks that it happened because you know i mean we had just gotten sting in wwe which is like one of those things that like you you only thought could happen in your imagination um and it just sucked that that like seth had to be the one like <laughs> to put him out to pasture you yeah. know what i mean yeah so. the funniest the funniest thing
2: about that uh uh, like conversation was when he actually, when they were taking him out on the stretcher and he's putting the thing, and like Seth Rollins runs over him and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, are, are you okay? blah, blah, And he just blurted out, I dress as you as I dress as yeah. you when I was six Halloween. years old Halloween. <laughs> and yeah, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Singh actually brought that up and he was like, I don't know why he said it. He was like, It was just, probably just in the moment, and, and then it, like, cuts to Steph, and he's, like, he's, like, I don't know why I said it, I just blurted it out. <laughs> he's yeah. like, was just so, like, in a frantic mode that, like, you know, I just had, I, I just had to say something, but, yeah, you can tell, like, Seth's not a vindictive guy, he wasn't trying to, like, take out saying, like, oh, my God, this guy's gonna take my spot. No, it's, it's like, not almost... like, a, it's not
1: like a Goldberg <laughs> situation, like, you know, you heard about Goldberg back in the day, just being, like, you know, freaking, like anything in his path, it was just like you know, path of destruction. You oh, know? yeah, he yeah, didn't,
2: yeah, He
1: didn't give a shit who he hurt. Like it is not like that at all. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Seth Rollins is one of the best in the biz. I don't care what you say. Um, not you, Marco, but you, as okay, in like what you say, the, Marco. The, the, yeah, the I don't, yeah,
2: I'm the biggest Seth, the, the negative Seth guy. I hate Seth. Yeah,
1: no. Uh, <laughs> but you, you, as in like the WWE universe, like he he's one of the best. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to watch watch that um documentary it's just been on my, my list of things to do but it's just it's a crazy it's a crazy time right now and I'm like oh getting getting to sit down undistracted and watch like you know TV with that's not Toy Story or like Wreck It Ralph <laughs> I'm like oh my god you know um yeah. but I'm really excited did you guys get to watch the uh, the Steve Austin broken skull sessions that was something else I wanted to watch uh, because Undertaker was his first guest on there. I
0: did not I know Marco did though
2: Oh, you didn't. I thought you said you watched
0: it. No, 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 no. That's the one I have not watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some
1: clips. I saw some clips, but I didn't see like the the actual like show. So, what's what's kind of like the um the format of the show? Like, what is what is he doing as far as like sitting down? Because I know he had his what he had his like Stone Cold podcast show on the network for a little while, and it you know it didn't last very long. But so like, what's the difference in like that and this?
2: So this it it seems uh, to be more of like an open like an open discussion. So it's not like him just rapid fire asking questions. It seems like he'll just like ask a question and he'll let the, the person talk and tell their story and stuff like that. Um, and obviously like if it's, if they bring up something that like he finds a he you like elaborate more on it or ask a question about it. Um, but it seems like it's more relaxed. I actually drank Jack Daniels during it, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. cool. Nice. <laughs> so like, like I think it's like 15 to 20 minutes into it. Um, Some pulls, like, yeah. He's like, I got a gift for you. He just pulls out a bottle of Jack Daniels. and Undertaker's like, what the hell? He's like, why'd you do this in the beginning? This would have been <laughs> oh, a lot better. So they like, so they trade shots or whatever on camera. They didn't cut away or anything like that. So they actually show them drinking. But, um, That's awesome. but yeah, you get to hear Undertaker's story, which is I don't think I mean I'm a, I I mean I'm obviously a huge wrestling fan, but I don't think I've ever like known like his beginnings and stuff. Like I've known like me mark calloway and all that type of stuff but i never knew like his humble beginnings or people were just like you suck you're not gonna make it you're not marketable type of thing like you don't hear you don't hear that story you hear that with like the stone colds of the world and the jerichos and yeah things like that like they because they make it known Undertaker Mm -hmm. never makes that Mm -hmm. stuff known it's like he just appeared in wwe and he's been this like dominant guy for 29 years um next year will be 30 which is insane to me um but yeah, you get to hear his full story of how he like started off like in Texas and um, Well where you he grew just, up just and- don't
1: see you just don't see a lot of Undertaker out of character. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you, you see on the WWE network like all those guys like Stone Cold and you know Jericho and all those guys doing like you know, all these network specials, like the interviews and stuff for him, like you rarely, rarely ever see Undertaker doing anything, anything like that, like breaking, breaking kayfabe, um, in that way. Like he's never on those like interview segments where they're talking about like, you know, different superstars and, you know, highlighting them and stuff like that. So yeah, it was really weird to like hear him just kind of like have his guard down and, um, even like what was it? The Goldberg special where uh you know they were like following Goldberg around and I can't remember if it was a twenty-four yeah, or if it was something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then like yeah, he was backstage with with Undertaker and just hearing Undertaker like just be like a normal guy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like it just like <laughs> it just like struck me off guard. So yeah, I'm super excited. Like I said, I've seen some I've seen some clips, but I have not watched yeah. the whole thing yet. So I'm I'm pumped for that. Um also the uh, the new day got a new podcast what's it called like the power of positivity or something like that is it all three yeah. guys
0: yeah all three we i guess we're yeah, gonna we're... they're gonna announce our podcast uh after this one uh on the wwe network of coming podcasts. in
1: 2020
0: yeah but uh, i'm excited about this these guys have a ton of personality and i'm hoping they i'm hoping it's not wrestling related honestly i'm hoping yeah. it's just like kind of pop culture yeah. and like video games and like yeah. stories from the road and stuff and not yeah. not kfa bullshit but we'll see i no, mean i hope not I couldn't think of what better person to, you know, current superstars to give a podcast to than these guys.
1: No, they're awesome and I think I think their real life friendship and their real life chemistry is just like perfect for for this format for like podcasting and stuff. I think they're going to be so great. Um when is it already out or is it like is it coming?
0: Uh they have like a preview, sorry Marco. Yeah, they have a yeah. preview episode. That's like a minute long, but I think it's uh like around Christmas or the week before Christmas like you know the first couple cool. weeks of December it's coming out yeah. so another another podcast to to add to your list of uh podcasts to listen to but um I'm in my car all day so I don't mind it and I think it'll be fun so yeah uh we get we had Corey Graves with his podcast now the new day so I don't know who do you think would be this is an impromptu question but who what current roster superstar uh should get a podcast next I'm thinking a, I'm thinking a female led podcast would be great Mhm I don't know who I'm trying just, to think
1: what what I'm trying to think what female I would actually want to listen to for any extended period of not, time. Definitely not. not definitely <laughs> not Bailey. Definitely oh. not um, Sasha Banks. Definitely not Charlotte. Even
0: about
1: Otis would be Otis would be a good po- a, a good podcast. Like I feel like Otis. Like didn't you say Otis should do like a food show, yeah, go around yeah. and like you know have his own like a. Uh, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dive type show. Um, for females, Alexa Bliss might not be too bad. Yeah. Um, to have a to have a podcast.
0: Coffee yeah. talk or something. How about Ruby Ryan can talk about like like a music podcast?
1: Or um, Sarah Logan could just like start like a Viking podcast. You know, <laughs> hunting <laughs>
0: hunting <laughs> podcast, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 difficult because you know you see these guys in the ring, but like there's there's I can't imagine them having like like you know Zach and Kurt do a really good job because they're like longtime friends and they have that chemistry and they have that you know just um, that rapport with one another. But it's hard to really know who in the industry like is like really good best friends. You know, except for like Bailey and Sasha, they've made that known. But Jesus Christ, if I had to listen to like them for thirty minutes oh, or an my hour. God. It would be
0: the worst. <laughs> no, I could not listen to Bailey talk. I mean, she. I mean, she. She might be actually like a better talker, just like in normal conversation. But she, she just the promos she delivers. Oh, this is funny. So, uh, a little bit of a tangent here. I tweeted out a picture uh, on our Twitter account of uh, Bailey walking to the ring at wrestle, at Survivor Series, and uh, you know, not gonna lie, I posted the picture because uh, her her um, her assets were looking pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. And uh, there's a, there's a guy in the background who's clearly just staring at her buns, and he yeah. follows us <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> he does?
2: Oh, yes, yes, awesome. yes.
0: Go back and look at the tweet. He basically says, um, Oh, "What is? He? I gotta pull it up here now." He's, um, he says, "Oh uh, my god, is it the, is so it it the guy me.
1: in the Survivor Series hoodie?" No, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yep, yeah. He says, is I, it? "He's it? That's him in the picture." Yeah, in the background. He he says, "I cannot confirm or nor to die what I was looking at." That's a well-timed photo, well-played. And I was like, wait, is this you? Because I zoomed in oh on his face, God. but he was definitely that just staring so... at her butt. No, he definitely yeah. is, yeah.
1: yeah that I mean, is so funny. No shame
0: in that. No, no. I mean, if geez. you're listening right now, That's, I don't um, shame you yes. or yeah, uh, yeah. all. <laughs> Cameron Fraze. So, Cameron, uh, shout out to you having really great seats for Survivor Series and a uh, great view of all the action, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. for
1: Sure. You got you got front row seats to thick chick season.
0: There you go, <laughs> not thick, not thick girl season, thick chick. I got it. No,
1: roll. yeah, Early, earlier today, Phil Phil and Marco were using the hashtag uh, thick girl season. I'm like, yeah. no, the, it is thick hashtag thick, 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 thick chick season. season. Come on. Yeah.
2: yeah. Sorry. So Sorry if you're gonna use some... the
1: if, yeah, if you're gonna use the hashtag, <laughs> you got to make sure you. Uh, if you're gonna you objectify it right.
0: women, you, you yeah, use it if you're properly, gonna... you know. <laughs> Uh, we're we equal equal opportunity here, you know. I think we we play both sides of the fence pretty well. So, for um, sure,
1: we've talked about we talked about Keith Lee's hugability. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's go into our go figure segment. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, if you listen to the show, you know the deal. This is everyone's favorite segment where myself and Marco and Sheena let you know what we purchased, what new figures we picked up, what deals are going on, what, what figure news is out there. And with Black Friday coming up, this might be the most important segment of the show. So this is sponsored in part by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Uh, if you don't use them already, you should. They already have pre-orders going up for, I think, uh, Elite 74, Right now, but uh, they have a great Thanksgiving sale up on their website. They're going to have some really great stuff for Black Friday. They'll probably drop it or announce it on Thanksgiving, as what they did last year. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And if you use code Chick Foley, you get ten percent off, and already uh, great deal on uh, whatever figures you get. But uh, yeah, we've been using them for a while, and um, can't be more happy with uh, partnering with them. Sheena, they've they've been sending us some cool stuff, some stuff for giveaways. Uh, and, uh, I mean, they have them before, you know, months before Target and Walmart have them. I mean, look at elite 71 or 72 and with, uh, elite 72 with, uh, Becky Lynch that we've gotten, you know, months ago, those are still mm-hmm. not, still not hitting stores I and mean, they're just now starting to hit stores <laughs> at elite 70, 72.
1: Yeah. And, uh, let's just, let's just make it known that survivor series, uh, came and went, and I never saw a single Survivor Series Elite on the pegs at all. So you know, there's there's that too.
0: Yeah, hopefully they show up on Ringside Collectibles because that would make yeah. things uh, much easier there. Let's um, <laughs> right. I'll let you start, Sheena. What did you uh, what did you pick up this this uh, week?
1: So I didn't pick up any elites this week um, But just tonight My uh, my friend from high school uh, Kimberly Ball She picked up the NECA 2 pack for me Of Bebop and Rocksteady It's the cartoon Part of the cartoon series with the turtles um, And yeah those those figures are so freaking awesome And they haven't showed up in our stores yet So i um, super excited to get my hands on those And unbox them
0: Very nice, cool all right i was able to add a couple things to my collection this week uh shout out to one of our listeners bobby hawkins at Ehawk 78 who is uh doing some spring or fall cleaning whatever you want to call it was getting rid of some figures and i jumped on the uh maurice elite from walgreens which uh, i never knew that i wanted but now that i've uh, started this uh this ladies elite collection I, I i had to pick up it's a great a great figure and it, it arrived today and um you know it comes with that white uh, intercontinental championship belt that's just been banned by uh, WWE so that's uh that's pretty cool and uh what else did i pick up i picked up something oh I did. no uh, oh, funny story so last week i talked about getting burned on eBay uh for my ultimate warrior uh defining moments the uh the wrestlemania 7 one with the the duster jacket and uh, and all that stuff i bought it on ebay and the person ghosted me and ebay had to eventually refund me and um so our our good buddy darris have you ever met someone who has like uh like no hate in their heart it's just like a like like a super kind like awesome person that's who that's who uh My buddy Darius is. I mean, he's like, you know, he would give you the shirt off his back, and he messaged me like, hey, I think I actually have um, a mint on card Ultimate Warrior defining moments because I have one loose already. He collects all loose figures, so he had an extra for some reason. I'm not sure how he came across it, but uh, he gave me good good brother pricing on it. I met up with him this week and uh, got that from him, so that's an awesome figure. I was messaging some of the guys in our uh, our group chat about the box is just a little bit bigger than all my other defining moments but it turns out yeah that's uh, i think the first series they did defining moments before they put a freeze on it and brought it back after a couple of years so uh but it's a great looking figure man I'm, I'm really happy to add that to my defining moment shelf so uh that was a cool little figure community helping each other out they heard it on the show here so uh yeah, he's also a member of our Patreon, and uh, you know someone who's out there helping us look for figures. So, Dara, shout out to you, man. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle, I will uh, let everyone know, so you can follow him. It's Mister B Ball on Twitter, and I'm sorry, Mister B Buck on Twitter, B U C K on Twitter, and uh, you can follow him there. Great source of uh, good fig conversations, and um, I do have a box from one of our other Patreon subscribers, uh, Lucas Weiser who sent us a bunch of stuff for the toy fair. I'm going to open this up. While I do that, Sheena, why don't you you, uh, give the credentials on that uh, toy drive and where they can send this stuff?
1: yeah so our toy drive um, you know we're probably going to be cutting it off like December 15th just because um, I don't know what day the um, the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Drive is but you know if, if it doesn't get there by December 15th I think it's going to be a little bit too late but um, you can send any toys um, we're not exclusively doing wrestling toys um, so you can send any toys you want obviously we're a wrestling podcast and we want to spread that wrestling action figure love but um, you can send all those to Chick Foley Toy Drive at P.O. Box three two zero three catonsville maryland two one two two a and catonsville c-a-t-o-n-s-v-i-l-l-e so um, we also have a paypal you're more than welcome to send um any donations or contributions to the paypal no amount is too little i mean five ten bucks i mean we can go to five below and get some basics for some for some kiddos um so, yeah, don't feel like you have to donate a huge amount, but we will go shopping for you. That way you don't have to spend time at the post office. You don't have to spend time hunting or shopping or shipping or any of that stuff. We'd be more than happy to buy some toys with that. So you can just DM me at Chick Foley to get that PayPal information. Or you can uh, DM Phil at IHateJJReddick um, to get PayPal information to to send to our toy drive. So, We've gotten a lot of really good stuff. I actually just sent Phil my giant box of figures. I don't think it's there yet, but yeah, lots of lots of good stuff. And thank you to everyone who um, has contributed so far. Like I said, it's our first year doing it. We're super excited to make some some kids' Christmases, and uh, you know, just don't take for granted. Like not every kid out there is going to have an awesome Christmas. So whoever we can help, that's what we're out to do.
0: Yeah, Lucas's Twitter is referee Lucas W. He's actually a ref a wrestling referee for Central Empire Wrestling. Out of Oskaloosa, Iowa. So, uh, shout out to you, Lucas. He, we should definitely should have gotten Five Below to sponsor this damn thing because the, it's the go-to place for you know. This is perfect. I mean, the kid, the kids, the kids that are getting these toys don't know how much they cost or where they're from, and they probably don't even care. Uh, they just, want, you know, these are kids here. In yeah, ba- here it doesn't in Baltimore matter. And, yeah, you know, underprivileged kids. Uh, so, just real quick, sloth in my broth, which it looks like a some sort of. Uh, board game type of thing. He got some frozen figure makers where you can mold them out of like a, a Play-Doh type of thing. Sweet. Uh, Natalia, remember this WWE superstars line where they kind of, they were like little tiny Barbies, but they were like, I guess you could wrestle with them too. They were poseable. He got an Natalia, a Natalia nice. a, an one. So you can do some, uh, some double sharpshooters with that. Um, some little <laughs> Paw Patrol minifigures. some Toy Story four little figures here. Um, one of these ush, ushis i always see these at five below i think this is a john cena one but i think they're like a squishy they're kind of like little pops yes um, yeah i don't know if they're squishy or not actually but they don't well, maybe it's not squishy maybe it's just i just thought they were squishy because they're called ushis <laughs> but uh, those are cool and then you got some some basic figures here he's got a uh, cesaro 89 uh kurt angle series 89 a Carmella. Uh, with the nice uh, fabulous outfit, uh, z on, and the uh, Sheamus '89. So, a bunch of cool stuff here, a box full of stuff. Lucas, thank you so much. Everybody who sends us one figure or a hundred figures will be entered into a contest that we'll announce on the first show of next year uh, to uh, for a, a some some cool stuff. We're gonna raid our our, our toy collections ourselves i got some stuff sitting around uh some doubles of things so uh it'll it'll be well worth it but i mean helping kids out you shouldn't need any kind of uh prize but we want to give back and thank the folks that are that are donating
1: for sure thank you so much guys we appreciate it and I put the details Um, if you know I don't expect you to have like a pen and paper while you're listening to this driving down the road so I do have the details for the chick Foley toy drive on my Instagram so by you know tomorrow if you're listening to this tomorrow the next day it should be like right at the top so definitely check it out the address is right there and then like I said you can always DM us for the PayPal info
0: awesome uh, Marco you pick up anything this week uh, not so much for pickups
2: <clears throat> mainly just um uh pre-ordering uh pre-ordered the out of elite 74 uh natalia and andrade i think those are the that's what i'm limiting it to right now because i think those are probably the two best out of that series um then i hopped over to the new japan section even though they're super expensive <laughs> um i pre-ordered the yeah. willow spray and um okada uh mainly because They're pretty much the two biggest stars there. And you can do your fantasy matchups if you have like um, Okada, John Cena, or or Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins. If you want to get that going, you can uh, have that done now. Well, actually, not now. You have to wait till June 2020, it says. But (laughs) that will happen at that time. Um, I did uh, in-store pick up uh, because I didn't pick it up on uh, ringside. Um, it was the, the uh, Iconics Battle Pack um, at Walmart. They had that there. That's a good is, Yeah. Um, and I did get my uh, my Briscoe and my Sonya Devo from the one Hot take Kid uh, oh, sent that's those right. to me. Yeah, those are uh, there. I, I love how they're, I, I took a picture and posted on our Facebook group. I like how their opposite arms are like up in the air, like kind of like a, like a, Father daughter team, almost <laughs> it looks like um, because they're just the way they're posed. But yeah, the, uh, that's pretty much for uh, for the pickups there. And um, the actually the other thing is that's pretty cool is at Marshall. I'm not sure if, this, sure if they still have them. Um, I posted a picture of my son he was playing with this like kind of like bendable Roman Reigns. Um, I'm not sure if everyone's seen that, but they have these like little tiny figures. They're almost like um, posable. Uh, figures and they come in like a almost like a five pack and it's like john cena roman reigns finn balor uh and randy orton i believe um but yeah they're pretty cool my son loves them um and he has a random ljn hogan that i got that i still had for like for a while that he loves playing with uh, but yeah i got picked those up for for him just to get him uh acclimated to the uh to the uh wrestling figures um, and my, actually I actually have a story about those like plushy things. They sell them at Walmart those like squishy um, WWE things. I had a uh, mm-hmm. John Cena and I had a Randy Orton and uh, one of the future diva tag team champs actually bit a chunk out of the John Cena because <laughs> it's like really squishy, so we couldn't. We had to get rid of them. Um, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, you don't give them to babies. Give them yeah. to like <laughs> their kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Kids, uh, older kids, eat Tide Pods, so I wouldn't put it past them that they would eat, um, you know, WWE cushions that either. True.
0: <laughs> That's very true. I have a giant, I posted the picture. I think it was on our Facebook page of all the Elite figures that I have for my four-year-old for Christmas, and it's it's pretty disgusting. I mean, it's like seven or eight different Elites. I'm trying to get my parents or my wife's parents to buy some of these off of me, so I don't have to give him like. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to hold some for his birthday. I'm not going to spoil him and give him like <laughs> 100. He's getting other stuff too. It's not like he's just getting wrestling figures. So um, this is a fun time of year, but it is cool to give back uh, to the kids. So uh, I'm glad we are we can talk about both on this show. And we are going to give it back to you guys. We did a giveaway on our Twitter account uh, uh, last week. I had I asked everyone to follow Mike Lanham and uh, Marco Den. How many – you got a bunch of new followers. You went from like 200 and some to – like almost 400, right? Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty.
2: It was pretty odd. I was at work and just, just my phone was going off left and right. I'm like, what the? I was like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? Someone died, and then no, uh, it, it was that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I got
0: a lot of follows off of that. And, um, made some new buddies. Nice on Twitter. But yeah. Good. Yeah, So our winner is Dex, D-E-X, 162. You win the uh, figure arts figures from Bandai from Ringside Collectibles. Our friends donate those to us of The Rock and Triple H. Uh, so Sheena will get those shipped out to you in the next uh, three or four months once... Uh, uh, uh i'm sure well, I mean, i'm saying you have more important things going on with the baby coming soon and it might not be like in the next day or two but uh we will get those out to you steve dex 162 we appreciate everyone who uh retweeted i'm sure we'll be doing more giveaways and contests over the next uh coming weeks and months with a bunch of cool stuff that we get and um i actually have a couple things to give away so we'll probably announce that on the Twitter in the next couple of days. So um, just just so you know, it's going to be the WrestleMania elite um, Mick Foley and uh, the Booker T. I'm going to give both of those away that uh sheena sent over to me from ringside collectibles i'm going to give them over to you guys and uh nice. you'll be able to uh we'll, we'll announce whatever contest that is the next c- couple days so check out our twitter account and sheena's instagram account for that uh let's move on to our uh random merch of the week and this is uh this came down to the wire here we were having trouble finding something and uh i think we hit uh i think we hit pay dirt on this bad boy
1: yeah, this is like really, really cool. Like I don't I, I like I said we we search eBay every day and I have never seen this before. But it says, um, I'll read I'll just read the description because it's it's pretty unique and it comes with a hefty price tag too. So it says up for sale is an air sealed Lex Luger action figure lot of twelve. This is as rare as it gets. Lex Luger left the WWF in 1995 and was with WCW from 95 to 2001. This is his 1994 Bendham's action figure factory sealed in a 1998 packaging. WWF didn't have the rights to his name nor character to release this as part of their product line after 1995. There were 16 WWF wrestlers released in the in 1998 Bendham's product line, and Lex Luger was not one of them. The amount of these produced were extremely limited, and they were set to be destroyed after the error was found but I was able to purchase the box of 12 of them privately years ago. This is an incredible chance to own one of the rarest air action figures in existence. These very, these very in card condition about half are very good condition and about half unfortunately have cosmetic damage to them, whether it be the plastic crushed in areas or busted open near the hands um, happened from years of storage and being factories, but they're all still factory sealed. So um, it says, yeah, the factory sealed, box proves that they're from 1994. So, yeah. This guy's like... Like he said. I mean, they're... It's literally a, a lot of 12 of these Just Toys Bendems of Lex Luger that were released in 1998 packaging. But like he said, they don't have the rights to Lex Luger what? in 1998. Um So... Yeah, pretty freaking rare. Uh, I'm waiting. I'll be listening to the Major Brothers this next couple of weeks and see if they uh, if they come across these and you know what their what their thoughts are. Or if I mean, shit, you never know. Freaking the the Michael Jordan of wrestling collecting. He might just freaking pull the trigger on these things. But they do come with a hefty price tag. Like I said, <sighs> you you want to guess how much? Did, did I send you the listing? Did both of you I send have, the I listing? I have it here in
0: front of me. Do you have it in front of you, Marco? Yes, I do actually. Well damn have well then right then, then no
1: surprise. So I'll just I'll go ahead and uh pop the secret. It is seven thousand five hundred dollars. But you do get free shipping and there is a best offer option. So, you know, may the odds be ever in your favor. But yeah, pretty freaking cool stuff.
0: So these were these were made by just toys. I'm trying to think of because it looks like the shipper is from up in Rhode Island and I know Hasbro is based up in that area. But these, I've never heard of mm-hmm. just just toys. But I always like these listings because um, it's pretty interesting to, s- to see all this random stuff. But I also find like this, you know, whoever's selling them is usually selling a bunch of other cool stuff. So I'll, I'll go on to the seller page and see whatever, you know, they're like a toy fanatic, toy collector or whatever. But um, yeah, these are these are crazy because they have like the Scratch uh, WWF logo. So it obviously yeah. um, was made, you know, an error, but I don't know how this would have happened. You know, yeah, Just pretty, pretty the crazy, or something.
1: And the fact that, like, I want to know, like, the story behind this. Like, this guy, like, you know, how did he know? Like, who, who told him? Like, hey, I have a case of Lex Luger's. You want to buy these case of Lex Luger's out of the trunk of my car? You know what I mean? Like, some guy from the factory like snuck them out. Like, where did he meet this guy? And like, why did he want twelve error Lex Luger toys? You know what I mean? So I, I would be really interested to like hear Hear the story behind how he acquired these
0: how did how do we go from like the Hasbro maybe i'm just biased because i love the hasbro figures but the hasbro figures were like so detailed and like had you know authentic moves and all this kind of stuff and then you go to these kind of things like these probably were like the next things that came out before like the jacks and all that kind of stuff it's just crazy like that they i mean these are not like detailed they're just basically very cartoony um I just don't I'm surprised that they went you know WWE I guess that maybe they just got caught with something with Hasbro I know in that uh toys that made us they were basically like you know wrestling was at an all-time low the WWF was not getting a very good rating so Hasbro just kind of didn't really want to renew the deal so maybe they were scrambling for something but um you know I didn't I didn't collect wrestling figures around this time um but yeah they're, I, they're well
1: weird. I mean yeah they're weird they don't have like the the articulation or anything like you said like they're just they're just like bendable um but this is also the same era as like you know stretch armstrong Mm -hmm. when he was making his like his like comeback you know i think that was like a thing you know then was just like you know stretchy
0: bendy toys so it's totally
1: it totally fits the era to be honest
0: Seventy five hundred bucks yeah i might have to oh i might have to dm this to um our buddy kurt hawkins who follows us on twitter now thank you kurt thank you brian myers (laughs) for following us damn time dude second second best wrestling figure podcast on the on the on the planet (laughs) okay um all right uh so that was good this this week is sheena's turn to uh to go through her choice uh for retro wrestling recommendation of the week sponsored by our friends at pro wrestling tees i'm sure they will also have a really good black friday deal Uh, going on oh before we do that um i wanted to talk about you know i'm a i'm a big believer of the retro line i've always was a believer of the hasbro line but the retros are now popping up at five below for people The series eight series nine and series 10 i've seen pictures all over uh, social media from people so if you over the next couple weeks if you see some retros five bucks uh, definitely uh Hit up your boy. I don't. I have a complete set, both loose and a mint on card. But uh, I love seeing pictures from people. So tweet us at Chick foley Show. So I had to. Add, I had to add that in there real quick. Um, lo- I love Five Below, man. Five Below is a great, sh- a great store. Don't you love it now that you're living on the mainland?
1: Yeah, they have all the Haribo gummies. That's like my favorite thing about Five Below is they have like such an assortment of like random candies. So, oh. um, beside besides the random wrestling figures you can find there.
0: You know what I had for lunch today from Five Below? Uh,
1: hopefully it wasn't some disgusting flavored cotton candy.
0: No, it was not. <laughs> it was a bag of Haribo uh, cherry gummies shaped like oh, cherries, nice. and a and a bag yeah. of Doritos. That was my lunch today because I'm I'm um, I'm five years old.
1: Yeah, <laughs> living your living your best life.
0: Yeah, just driving around, going to liquor stores, eating candy, yeah. and chips.
1: That's Ooh. that. That's that. Work. That's that work grind life. That's that seventy yeah. hour work week <laughs> grind.
0: Yeah, just being tired of like making your lunch and not wanting to eat fast food so it's just grabbing something for like three dollars and move, moving along so um let's yeah let's get into your retro wrestling recommendation of the week this is a, a survivor series that uh, has a lot of implications uh, far-reaching into the wrestling world here
1: yeah you know I think it's no no surprise that um, I wanted to feature survivor series 97 which by all accounts was like a pretty like I mean I don't want to say besides the screw job, it was pretty like a just normal pay-per-view. Like it wasn't anything spectacular or anything that was just like, Oh my God, you got to watch this car from top to bottom. But, um, obviously the screw job happened and I, I honestly, I feel like the screw job really overshadows the fact that Brett and Sean had like an incredible match before the actual screw job happened. Like everybody remembers the screw job part, but no, like, I feel like nobody talks about what an incredible match those two guys had had beforehand, but that's besides the point we've, we've talked about the screw job on here before. I'm pretty sure it's been one of our retro wrestling recommendations of the week before so mine isn't to go back and actually watch the Survivor Series 97 match which I mean I highly recommend you could definitely go back and watch it but um, to go back and watch uh, Hitman Heart wrestling with shadows if you've never seen that it was a documentary that was following Brett around as he was like, you know, coming up on his contract. And deciding what he was going to do, whether he was going to stay with WWF or go to WCW and all that kind of stuff. And in the midst of him being followed around by a camera crew and a docu documentary crew, um, the screw job happened. So it's like all captured, like you know, up up front, like in person. You get to see all the behind the scenes stuff. So definitely go watch that. I'm pretty sure you can get it on Amazon um, to stream. I had the DVD, of course, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a great documentary. And there's also a documentary on vice, um, that, that covers the Montreal screw job top to bottom. And I think they did a really good job covering, excuse me, covering everything, you know, in, in that way, they kind of do like a little reenactments and stuff like that. If you've never watched the vice show, um, Oh my God, I can't even remember the name of the the oh, show now.
0: Called? Yeah. It's a great, like, you know, 10 part documentary yes. series on wrestling, uh, behind the, it's, it's- behind the curtain or something or...
1: no it, it's uh, oh my god okay let's, let's pull up our google machines but anyway why
0: um while you're you doing that i do want to talk about um yeah i mean if you haven't seen this match you you need to go back and, and watch it because dark
1: it's... side of the ring there
0: you go dark side of the ring this this match changed wrestling forever and um, in so many ways, but um, a lot of people think this. You know, there's a chance that this was all a huge angle, which I, I can't even wrap my head around. But the fact that Vince McMahon allowed them to have cameras behind the scenes, which he's never done before or again for anybody, um, was 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 perfect timing, wasn't it? It was just like like we have all of this very
1: serendipitous, yeah. Yes,
0: we have all of this like behind the scenes. Imagine this would be like a total uh titanic type of story where we don't know how how it went down who said what and you know, all that kind of stuff with, without mm-hmm. without this so um definitely a, a good watch to go watch that documentary and, yeah and um, the fact
1: that brett was like miked when he was in the office with uh with vince you know yeah
0: yeah you would you would think they wouldn't have him take off the mic what if what if vince says something or you know um there is a lot of things but i mean for no one to ever come out you know anyone that's getting fired from the company unless they just kept it to like three people that know. Honestly,
1: it. I think if there were, if, I mean, I, I don't think, I, I mean, I've never thought it was a work. I've never thought it was, you know, something that was just like this big conspiracy, even though I know that conspiracy is out there and I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. But if it were a conspiracy, I feel like Brett and Vince are the two guys, like you could have kept it between and it would have like, it was like go to the grave with them. So there really is like that never knowing you know what i mean like i feel like you know maybe it was just the two of them maybe there was like somebody else who knew about it but yeah it had to, if if it, if it was a conspiracy and or a work um it's the best one in wrestling history for for that matter but it also i feel like vince and, and brett would be the only two that could like ever pull that off
0: i was i was for some reason thinking that this was the uh pay-per-view where the rock debuted but that was the year before in 96 so we're talking now 97, but still, still a still like 96
1: was a really 96 yeah. was actually a really good Survivor Series. So if you haven't went back and watched Survivor Series 96, you should definitely go back and watch that. Um, but, I, you know, I just felt like, you know, Survivor Series. <clears throat> I had to feature my man, Bret Hart, in one of his like, you know, most infamous, infamous moments. And like I said, to highlight those documentaries, because I feel like both of those are really must watches.
0: I want to go back and watch from, I think it was last year's Survivor Series. Um, no, it yeah, you know, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, but I think the year before might have been, no, I think it was that match. That was a brutal ass match. I think it ended with k- kendo sticks and chairs and. All kinds of stuff, and uh, that was a, that was a great match. The more and more mm-hmm. I like go back and like, obviously, when when the pay per views happen, I'll go back and watch like the older ones. I mean, there's been some great Survivor Series, man. Even that AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar match from 2017 was really good. Um, I, I, I typically love going back and watching the old survivor series because even like back in the late late 80s early 90s they had the you know the whole car was just four on four <laughs> matches with you know hogan and warrior and mr perfect and all that kind of stuff so good stuff good stuff there um let's get into uh we, we talked about the toy drive you guys we have until december 15th to get that stuff to us uh, your best bet now is to wait until Black Friday in a couple days. Uh, I was looking online. We can get into some Black Friday deals I don't really see as many as we did last year. I don't know if stores are just kind of waiting or they're not really focusing too much on on kind of toys. I've seen a lot for electronics and stuff like that. I did see at Walmart, you can get the uh, 2K20 game for $27 at Walmart. Wow, That is insane. That game has dropped like a freaking rock have you you've been yeah. playing it pretty hardcore have, have you come around at all is it still is it not as bad as people say or is it pretty bad
1: are you talking to me i have not the heel husband has been playing oh, it the heel um husband has, okay. it, <laughs> if it's if it's any indication um he actually decided he was like you know what i think i'm just gonna go back and run my universe on 2k19 <laughs> wow, okay so, <laughs> that, is so a great game, he,
0: that 2k19 is pretty pretty badass
1: Yeah, um, so, well, actually, right now, speaking of the heel husband playing video games, uh, today, he got the inkling, like, he got the itch to go get a, um, PlayStation 2 and play, uh, ncaa 2004 he's like you know what it's one of the greatest games ever and uh he's like it still holds up so he's in there like playing ncaa 2004 right now on a on a playstation 2 in the in the mark cave so well if he had a
0: if he i just learned that uh this week i forget who told me but you can play playstation 2 games on your playstation 4 which blows my mind because i didn't think you were able to do that for some reason just playstation 2 games but that was i pulled it up that that i used to love those ncaa uh games can you believe
1: it's been like what six years since we've had like ncaa um video game like that's pretty that's pretty wild right like that was used to be one of the best releases
0: of the year i think they're bringing it back i think they passed a law that now college students i know we're getting off on a tangent here but i think they've passed a law that college students can now you know earn money off of their likeness so maybe we'll see the game come back i don't know
1: interesting yeah I just remember when with uh, the heel husband and I were in college like him and um, our well not our roommate I guess I stayed at his dorm room all the time so I called him our roommate but him and uh, <laughs>
0: our, sure, yeah. I'm sure he didn't like yeah. that
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no we, we were all high school friends he's actually he was actually the best man in our wedding so okay. he didn't care oh, awesome. um, but yeah it was like you know it was like one of those situations you see on a sitcom um, but uh yeah he they played that game all the freaking time. Like I felt like that's like, I I literally kept up with their franchise and stuff. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) So to hear it back again, I'm like, Oh my God, this is like all in the field spot. We do have, um, since we got off on a tangent, we do have a listener mail from our buddy, Mike Lanham. So I wanted to, to read that. It says after the success and inclusion of NXT all weekend as a full fledged third brand and not the minor leagues, what does this do for the rumble? have they forced themselves to have to go with another like 40, 50 man, women, man, women, Royal Rumble between three shows, 30 participants seems too few. Even after you take out the champions and number one contenders to fill other matches. Um, I'll let you guys weigh on this first if you want to, but I have my own thoughts on this.
0: I think it's good. I think now we're not going to get like, uh, both of the head shrinkers or, you know, the primo colognes into it. I think you're now Mm going to have like, I mean, you go back and look at some of the Royal Rumbles from, like, 2000, 2001. I mean, it's stacked from top to bottom, but there's still some guys in there that are just kind of, like, jobbers. Like, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, we could put together a 30—we You could, we could rattle off 30 names right now for both of them. That would be awesome, just from top to bottom. And I'm excited. I think it's good. I think—I mean, there's a lot of people, but I think you just put the bigger names in. You use it to build some big storylines heading into WrestleMania— And um, some people might not get in, but it's probably the people that don't deserve to be in anyway. So I think it might not be, I I think I know what he's saying. The surprise factor is gone a little bit, but um, I think you just don't know who, you still don't know who's going to be in, even if they're they're a big name on NXT. Maybe they don't get into the rumble. It's kind of a a random drawing or something. Maybe they'll put everybody, they pretend to put kayfabe it and put everybody's name into like a big hopper like they used to, like the bingo balls and, and pull names out. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think it's gonna do anything. I definitely don't think it's gonna expand the Rumble in any way. Like you said, I think if anything, it's just going to up the quality of the of the talent in the Rumble. Like you like you alluded to, like I think it's just gonna make sure that like everybody that's in there is like a top quality contender, and you know it's gonna make it for more interesting matches, more interesting spots in the Rumble. The only thing that um, kind of would make it difficult is like so if an NXT superstar wins. The Rumble, like, are they... Do they get to go for the... Like, are they going for the Universal or the the SmackDown title? Because I don't feel like the NXT title is up there with those. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or, like, the Heavyweight or the, the Universal title. Like, I feel like it, like the NXT Superstar is going to have to go for one of those two titles versus, like, comp- like contending for the NXT title. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that does make sense. But, it, you know, it'll yes. put more emphasis on the title matches. And I think, you know, I think it's just... The more talent makes it is going to make it a better show. So uh, great question, Mike. I, I think it'll be fun. And uh, speaking of Mike Lanham, and uh, we have Marco here on the show, and, and the heel husband, the five of us did a Survivor Series, Well, did like a fantasy football style draft uh, for mm-hmm. for five person Survivor Series teams of our favorite Mattel elites, male only. We'll do maybe we'll do female next year, um, and we'll post that to our Patreon without our names. And maybe next week on the show we'll kind of run down the team names, and uh, we can uh, see what what our Patreon subscribers think has the best team. It's not it's not uh, the best wrestlers. It's just basically we picked our five favorite elite figures, and uh, there was some pretty it was pretty fun. We did it over email, going back and forth, and um, uh, I think I have the best team, but I'm biased. Um, I know Marco stole one of my picks. Which which pick did you oh. steal from me, Marco? Well, we can't I talk don't. about it. Because okay. then, because yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was close. I almost oh ruined God. that thing. I've only had yeah, one beer. I know. I've only had one beer <laughs> so far tonight. Let's let's talk about Thanksgiving. That's the biggest. That's the real reason we're here. Um, two days away. I want. Let's go around the table. Tell me what you're most excited for, Sheena, on Thanksgiving, and what you're most thankful for this year.
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'm most excited just for, like, the, the meal in general and actually getting to spend it with with family and stuff because as a military family, you know, we don't get to celebrate with, like, extended family um, very often. I mean, granted, we we had our island Ohana that we used to, you know, celebrate everything with, and, you know, we we're our own little family unit, just, just the three of us, soon to be four of us and our two dogs. But um, it is nice to get to, like, spend those, like – christmas and thanksgiving and stuff like that with like your extended family so it's always a treat whenever they get to come in so the the in-laws are headed in they'll be here tomorrow um and i'm most excited for just like just grubbing dude like i just i just love to indulge like you know for the most part i'm a, I'm a pretty healthy individual i like to to you know keep my keep my nutrition in check with it with a few indulgences here and there but like on thanksgiving it's just like no holds barred you know what i mean like it's just like eat till it hurts. Uh, and I I just, I just love everything. And do you guys, um, do you all have like precursors to like Thanksgiving? Like, do you have like little munchies that you munch on before like the Thanksgiving meal? Cause like, we don't really do like a big breakfast or anything. We just like have like cheese balls and sausage balls and things like that that are like the precursor, like priming the gut for the actual meal, like things for you to nosh on while you're cooking the dinner.
0: Yeah, my mom picked up a bunch of, and I'm bringing over some too, just like some like finger foody type of like pigs in the blanket type of stuff. But uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta prime the uh, prime the engine up a little bit before you dive in. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's my favorite part is just the meal too. But I, I yeah, you gotta have the finger foods to kind of to wet the palate a little bit. What for sure, you, for sure. What are you most thankful for?
1: I'm most thankful for. I mean. I'm always most thankful for just like my health, you know, just being able to, Get up and celebrate, and you know enjoy enjoy the day with family and friends or whoever whoever freaking I get to enjoy it with. So most thankful for my health, and then I'm thankful for my family, friends. Like so so cliche, but it is definitely the things that really matter in life. Is just like you know the people closest to you and spending spending quality time like that's not rushed around. Like you know we kind of get caught up in the day to day a lot of times, and I feel like when you just kind of unplug a little bit and everybody just kind of like chills and eats and grinds and watch football. Like it's just it's just such a nice, a nice feeling. So super thankful for, for family, friends and my health.
0: Very nice. How about you, Marco? Um, yeah, not, we don't do anything
2: too crazy. Just, you know, these that just appetizers at the beginning and then the mail and stuff like that. And it's always a good time to catch up on stuff too. Cause obviously you don't get to see family all the time. Um, so, you know, just to sit around and talk to, them. that's my favorite, probably my favorite part of Thanksgiving besides the eating is actually just like catching up and having that like, um, dinner table conversation, stuff like that. Do you guys have uh, a pretty
1: big, do you have a pretty big turnout for like your Thanksgivings and stuff? Like, is it like pretty extended or is it like more like close knit, like, you know, super close family?
2: Yeah. We usually keep it close knit that when it comes to family. So like, uh, not so much my, on my side, more my wife's side. So like mm-hmm. this year we're hosting and. I think probably most of her family is visiting this summer around. A lot of my family lives, like, like on my father's side. They live, like, Midwest and down south and stuff like that. So, obviously, yeah. uh, they can't travel uh, too crazy. But I usually just contact them, um, you know, say Happy Thanksgiving and try to catch up with them in that sense. But, um, yeah, it's usually more immediate family and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so um, for the thankful part, um, thankful, obviously – like shana said thank you for you. thank me for my, for my health um just like the th- saying goes uh, every day with two feet above ground you know is a good day
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
2: so, yeah so, yeah just being able to get up and breathe that air and if whatever you do the after that is up to you it's exercise yeah work, <laughs> eat. yeah definitely um yeah so um and a lot of i mean Thankful for my family, obviously my immediate family, like my wife and my kids and stuff like that. Then never thought that would happen. So just having a, a robust family—that's that's something I'm hugely thankful for. Um, the other thing would probably be for the uh, for the Foley family. I would say that'd be my next one there. Um, just uh, just you actually you two in general just being able to hook up with you guys and doing what I'm doing now is pretty awesome. I never thought. This would happen <laughs> at all. Um, people being able to hear my voice and being out there in the airways is pretty weird, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it, I it's
1: been awesome. It's been uh, awesome having you on the show. We we love we love having you. Like sure, I do. said, it was yeah. it it definitely helps. It definitely helps round us out. You know, I mean, me me and Phil had a we had a good thing going, but then we added the MVP, and it's just like you know smooth smooth sailing from here on level. out. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like I always say, I'm truly always humbled that uh, you guys chose me to do so. Um, but yeah, just and, and just the extended Foley family, like everyone on on the, on our Facebook uh, page, is really awesome. Like we spoke about it earlier. we don't always talk about like wrestling things. We might talk about life experiences and and uh, maybe just like just silly things. For and it's sure. just like, and I think Phil brought this up like before. Like I we we talk. I talked to probably you guys and everyone on Twitter more than my actual, like, close friends, which is <laughs> yeah, pretty right. Crazy. Right? Um, crazy. That's crazy. That's right. just how life works in, in, uh, in certain ways. But, yeah, I'm just uh, thankful for everyone out there. And, and uh, you know, just it's pretty much keep on just, Keep and, on
1: being awesome.
2: Yeah, and I and Tony Storm I'm thankful
0: for as well. I'm going to keep name-dropping oh, her until <laughs> she shows up on the show at some point.
1: All right, feelster, <laughs> close us out.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was making my Christmas cards with the wife earlier today. I was like, oh, we gotta gotta get one to Marco and Sheena. So uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys, uh, I'm definitely thankful for both of you guys and and doing this show and the Foley family. I, I was gonna say them too, and just just our listeners in general, people that support us and follow us on social media and, and interact with us there. I mean, even if you just listen to the show and, and talk to us and retweet our stuff when we try to make funny jokes. We you know, we appreciate you. We try not to take anything too seriously that we do here. We're talking about wrestling when there's a lot of uh, serious stuff going on in the world. So this is our escape from everything. You know, sometimes I'll get a little bit feisty on uh, social media, but um it's all in good fun and the people I think that can understand that are are in for a fun ride. But I love Thanksgiving. I love I don't have a huge family. My parents are only children and I have, you know, one sister. So, I mean, we, you know, it's, it's basically us and my wife and my kid, but, uh, we'll get over there. I love, I love just football on Thanksgiving. We didn't even, no one even talked about that, but I mean, I just, I don't like the, the lions or the Cowboys, but I can't even like, we were talking about it at work today. Like I couldn't imagine like a different team playing on, I don't want the Ravens to play on, uh, on Thanksgiving. I like the I like the lions and the, the Cowboys because it's football, but I don't have to pay attention to it. Like like, I don't have to watch every single play it's on in the background. So I can be, you know, in between awkward conversations with my, you know, grandparents or something or whatever. I can, you know, watch the game a little bit and it's fun. And then of course, uh, the indulgence of food and, and, and wine and drinking and having the day off. And this is a busy time of year for me and my, and what I do for work. So you know, this is a nice break before, you know, the next six weeks are going to be crazy. So it's a nice little break here. And, uh, yeah i just uh thankful for my health for my family and friends all that good stuff it gets annoying but uh yeah i really i really appreciate everybody that listens i know sheena and marco feel the same way we could we wouldn't do this show without you guys sure. if, if people weren't listening and and appreciating what we do so uh thank you guys so much we have a bunch of cool stuff coming up uh we will post this episode in the morning along with a cool contest for those figures that i mentioned but um have a safe uh thanksgiving and try to and i don't i don't think any of us have any drama in our family but know there's a lot of families that have drama-filled holidays. And and I would just, you know, try to be the bigger person if you can and don't let people uh, drag you into a bunch of crap on a nice holiday like this. I I know it's hard when when the booze is flowing and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, remember... Remember why you only see these people once or twice a year, and uh, you know, try to make the best of it. If your if your family situation is not great, and if you, if it isn't, you know, pu- put your headphones in and listen to an episode. Go in the archives and listen to an episode of our podcast, and we'll uh, we'll get you through. But uh,
1: and I'll take it a one step further. I encourage you just not to even go. Like, give yourself, <laughs> you know, like if you got if you, you got people that are causing you drama. Yeah. Yeah, hell to the yes. If you got people that are causing you drama in your life and you dread the freaking day that you got to spend with them, don't freaking spend it with them. Life is too short to be spending it with people that you don't freaking like so stay home start your own traditions you can freaking eat lasagna like Marco I don't you don't have to have like <laughs> the big turkey and uh, dressing and all that stuff like you know do your own thing do what makes you happy don't spend time with people that uh you know that that bring you down so I do encourage you to like take charge of you know of what you want to do so don't feel like don't feel dragged into those situations where like your family's like shitty you know what I mean like I I just don't condone it, so don't do it.
0: That's why people shit on the idea of the friendsgiving thing, but I've I've come to love it. It's a great time. I mean, when do you get together? Like I have just different pockets of friends from different you know grew up with in in this school, or you know went to high school with them, or blah blah blah. We work with them, and it's a great you know it's great to sit down with like you know ten or twelve people without you know any kind of real uh you know obligation to to do anything just have, kind of eat and talk and drink and have a good time so uh and if you have a family that you don't get along with too much definitely start a new traditions. start a friends giving and, and get together and you don't have to even i just saw a picture on my instagram this girl i know her friends giving was like there's pizza boxes and taco bell and, P- and popeye's chicken and i was like oh my god yeah. that would be amazing I- um, I'm here for that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So uh thank you guys for everything. We appreciate you. Uh stay tuned to all of our social media outlets on Thanksgiving and the days following. We'll be sure to tweet out any deals whether it's wrestling figures or non-wrestling figures for uh for good stuff that's dropping uh at at all the stores, at all the places uh help you spend that money and uh, have a great uh, holiday season. So uh with uh with that said, I uh thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. I guess to recap Starcade, I almost said Starcast yeah. again, and, and uh, the other
1: five shows that are going to happen between now and then.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and recap our thanksgivings of gluttonous uh, behavior. So uh, for mm. for Marco Denton and Sheena Phelps, uh, there's uh, hopefully we we all three of us are here next week, and there's no babies popping out, but um, that could be happening <laughs> very soon. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week.